0: is Monty in the Morning. The show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is the Monty Show presented by The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business are the advocates you never pay a consultation fee you never pay a big retainer in fact you don't pay the advocates until they win your case and the coolest part is you can chat with an attorney 24 7 at the advocates.com. And to into all of our friends in Phoenix that's right they open their office in Phoenix now you too have access to the best injury attorneys in the business at theadvocates.com. A lot to get to today. Boy, did Oregon have a day yesterday in the early signing period. But here's a question for you. When you look at college football, is the early signing period now dominated by NIL and the portal, and do we need to do away with it? Is NIL and the transfer portal good for college football? Here's the thing. We don't need the early signing period. We don't need National Signing Day anymore. Let's have National Signing Day be every day. That's what you need in college football. And the issue really yesterday that we saw is the the early signing period kicked off is we saw Oregon flip major recruit after major recruit away from other programs and into Eugene. And it's a bidding war now. And I wonder, Jake... (coughs) Is that good for college football? Because my inclination is to say this bidding war that is erupted in high school recruiting, specifically high school recruiting, I think is terrible for for college football.
1: Well, I don't, I'm not ready to say that it's terrible for college football. I think that there's there are pros and cons for sure. I I do think that there's this sense of of hey, like it's the wild west right now. I do think that's happening 100. percent I think that you're 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 basically saying hey my my money bag is bigger than dude over here come play for me like that kind of feels like what it is right now but you know you're still hearing kids say like i chose this school because of the way it felt and the way it looked and you know what you know like yesterday logan fano on the show saying that you know he chose to to transfer because he felt like that gave him a better path to go to the league like these kids have their reasons but i think the money Obviously, for some of these kids is the dominant factor. And I think people get really uncomfortable. People don't like that the student athlete is making a bunch of money. And I'm here to tell you, these are not student athletes. These are professional athletes, dude, who happen to have to get A grades to keep playing football for a year or two years or three years right like it's football then it's grades and by the way there's a whole staff of people who help them get those grades so to me I hate that we have this whole thing about well these guys shouldn't be getting paid or these guys you know we shouldn't have bidding wars or we shouldn't have you know it shouldn't be you know nil shouldn't be about the money and it's like it is about the money that's the essence of nil allowing these guys who put their body on the line every week, who sacrifice so much physically to get paid because not everybody goes to the league. Do we have to like say that almost every day, I feel like? Not all these guys are going to the NFL. So I'm a big advocate for it. I say, hey, while you can strap it up and put the pads on and get out there and hit guys and do your thing, I hope that you can make some money on that. Like making $100,000 as a college football player For a couple of years that's pretty awesome money before you have to go you know to adobe and work the rest of your life you know what i mean so to me yeah are there some negatives to it does it need to be reeled in a little bit sure a little bit but i don't think it's bad to be to be to be bidding over these kids or 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 paying these kids certainly because because i think they
0: need it i don't think it's bad to pay kids what i think happens is this situation with oregon like if you if you look at um, if you look at the the flipping that Oregon did, and you look at the fact that, oh, by the way, they only finished 13th in the country. Mm-hmm. Oregon had, inarguably, its best class ever. It's, and, and I mean, it, it's not close. But you look at some of the names on this list, and you look at the fact that they flipped kids from, let's say, Notre Dame, right? Yeah. You flip a kid from Notre Dame, on the last day, you're doing that. In my opinion, you are doing that by paying them, and that, for, to me, is a problem. I mean, to flip um, Navosad from Baylor on the in the final hours before this kid's going to sign a national letter of intent—that's a problem for me. Why? Because I don't think it is. I don't think it's ethical to say, "Oh well, hey, you know what? We didn't get any other quarterback in the country. We'll pay you a thousand dollars more a week than Baylor was going to pay you." Like to me, that's just not. But why? That's is not that, ethical. Why that is, is that? In a world that
1: is capitalistic, right? Like our country is built on capitalism. Why is it that that we don't like this at the college level? Is it because they're you know quote student athletes? Is that no? It has that,
0: nothing to do with it. It has to do with the fact that. Phil Knight has more money than Booster in, you know, Virginia or Booster in Los Angeles, or you're buying, you're buying your team now. And it, 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 if we're going to do that, if that's how we're going to recruit kids out of high school, let's just do away with amateur stuff. Let's just do away with having to go to school and call it AAA football because that's truly what it is. And the frustrating part for me is that I, I feel like the kid always comes second. Nobody thinks about what happens because just because you're a five-star recruit doesn't make you an NFL talent. It it does not. Where you go to school has just as much to do with, you know, in my and this is my opinion, with your development. Like your path to the NFL is directly related to who is coaching you in college. There's no doubt about that. And when you look at when you look at Jackson State yesterday and and you look at, at who is going to Colorado because of Deion Sanders. Yeah. And you see the Travis Hunter, the number one recruit in the country last year who went to Jackson State and is now going to Colorado. He's just following the paycheck, man. Nobody's thinking about what happens if that kid doesn't make it in the Pac-12. What happens if that kid never plays it down in the NFL?
1: But what happens to the kid if he never plays, right? Because I think it's a great point. If he never plays and he doesn't make it in the Pac-12, wouldn't you rather, like, I would rather have the kid at least make the money. Like, I'd rather have the kid at least benefit from that. Like, because you know, like, because before NIL was a thing, what was the the path? Well, you know, I got to have the grades, and then I got to build a relationship with a coach, and I got, you
0: know, you have to do these. It used to matter that you set your life up for after college. That used to matter. That's what nobody talks about. Nobody wants to talk about all the kids every single year on National Signing Day who never play a down of college football. Nobody wants to talk about the kid that gets hurt. And this is really the crux of my argument. You have and, and it is largely, you know, underachieving kids academically mm-hmm. who are on the line of getting into a school and they get in because they're a football player. Right. And they don't have something to fall back on because they're not able to compete academically at Stanford or Oregon or UCLA or USC, they're not able to compete academically at Utah and BYU, but they're there, they're playing football, and then when their football days are over, now what? Like the guys who delivered my Bowflex, the 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 or excuse me, my Peloton tread, were former football players in the state of Utah, and they never went anywhere. And now they're delivering Peloton treadmills and setting them up. And the one guy couldn't even kneel down because his back is bad from playing football. That's what I think about on days like National Signing Day. I think about the kid who didn't get an education because he wasn't able to compete academically, should have never been there, and I'm not trying to, to rain on everybody's parade. I'm truly not. And I know that I'm being Danny Downer right now and well, just think, negative Nathan and uh, all that stuff.
1: I guess my question just is like, I, I completely get where you're coming from. And I empathize with the guys who, who, who have this huge announcement on National Signing Day and like, hey, I'm this huge deal. And then, you know, three years later, you find out they're delivering Peloton treads. Like, how does that even happen? You know, everyone's got a story. Everyone's got a a thing that happened to them that, that made them take a left turn that wasn't what they expected. But I guess my thing just is, is like, if that left turn is going to happen, I'd rather this kid half pocketed 150 g's let's say over 2 or 3 years or whatever the you know whatever the timeline is cuz i agree nobody talks about that nobody talks about the kid who's got a bad back and can't function nobody talks about the fact that you know these kids can barely scrape by on a c average right we talked all about one of the conversations we had i think it was like a month ago we talked about the fact that that, uh, you know, with the Pac-12 and USC and UCLA leaving, George Kulovkov made this big deal about how, oh, well, student-athletes, and they're not going to have study time and travel. And it's like, dude, there there are whole teams in place to make sure that these kids get the grades they need to get. So the question for me in this conversation is, okay, if if this kid is able to be a big enough deal to have National Signing Day, I have to think there's there's a way for them to to get by academically and the tough part is it is true some of these kids have no business being at Oregon right I I can say myself I have no business being in Oregon I am NOT that smart right I have no business being at Stanford I'm not that smart right I know my lane I'm not a football player though I'm not trying to get to the league so it kind of puts these kids in a tough situation but I just come back to I just come back to like all right, cool like if that's if that's the reality of the situation I guess I'd rather them get paid than not get paid, you know, but it's kind of this, it's kind of this tough thing. Like, you don't like every kid's story is different. So, I guess where I come down on is is I'd rather them have the money if they're going to be the guy that
0: hurt his back and is delivering treads three years from now, you know, like. Yeah. Now that we're done being virtuous about uh, ethics and whatnot in, in college sports, I, I just think that when I look at, at Oregon this year, I say, hey, they out competed everybody. And now. When you look at the money that's being thrown around, the SCs, does Utah have any ability to compete with Colorado at this point? Does Utah have any ability to compete with, certainly, Oregon, USC, UCLA, you know, for however long they're in the conference? Does Utah have the ability to compete with those schools? I would tell you they don't. And Utah had a fantastic class, fourth in the Pac-12, Yeah, you know, like, hey, that's all well and good. But you look at what Oregon did flipping like uh, Peyton Bowen from from Notre Dame was it was a huge huge flip. Peyton Bowen is a safety that is a stud, and y- you look at at, I mean, you look at some of the. I mean, they took kids from Ohio State, they took a kid from USC, they took a kid that's been committed to LSU since May. That's money. That's yeah, what that is. Yeah, that's man, Uncle Phil stepping up with a box of Jordans full of $1,000 bills. And
1: I, but I feel like that's the world we live in. You know, if you take a step back and we get out of college athletics, <clears throat> I very much feel like that's the world we live in. We live in a world where if you have money, you're the guy. If you don't have money, you're not the guy. <coughs> and and that's, Excuse me.
0: that's the tough part. Like, Right, but that doesn't make it a good thing. That doesn't I, mean that it's I a agree. good thing. Yeah. To me, this, you have to, Rein in the guys who are running around with their, you know, with their, with their, you know, revolvers and their 10-gallon hats and just spraying money all over the street to get the best kid to come to Oregon. Uh huh. I think if a kid is, in my opinion, if a kid is committed to a school, he should, you shouldn't be able to reach out to him. You look at what the UTSA coach was talking about. I think it was UTSA. Yeah, it was. Was talking about how all these other schools were coming in and poaching their players. Like, that's what the money has done to the game. I think there needs to be reform. Mm -hmm. I do. Now, having said that, Oregon by far, and it wasn't close, absolutely positively dominated the Pac-12. But one of the other conversations I think we need to have today is where is the Pac-12 in national recruiting? Because I think when I look at the composites – and I look at I look at who is what and where and how all this played out. Boy, I, I don't think that you can I don't think that you can go very far without recognizing that Alabama and Georgia and Texas A M and Ohio State and Texas and Penn State and Notre Dame and Oklahoma, the true blue bloods of college football still dominate college football. Yep. And if <laughs> excuse me, if you look at Oregon, the top team in the Pac-12 is 13th in the country. Yeah, to put things into perspective, behind LSU, North Carolina, and Clemson. And if you ask Dabo Sweeney, right? Dabo got a whole lot of help from the dude upstairs. He
2: threw it, and I honestly, I mean, for me, we we built this program on nil. We really did, and and I, it's probably different than what you're thinking though. We we built this program, uh, in God's name, image and likeness, and that's how I look at it.
0: <coughs> what do you think of that
2: program?
1: I what do you that think of that? Dabo is hilarious. Number one for saying that. I think it's terrible, <laughs> but I think it's hilarious. Number two, I think that Dabo at Clemson is tryhard guy because he's 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 been able, when Trevor Lawrence was there, he was able to get to the college football playoff and do some things, and now you haven't been the same team. But now you want to stand up there and say that you built your team in God's name, image, and likeness, and that you're holier than thou. and clearly, yeah. you're not holier than thou. Your money yeah. bag just is kind of deep.
0: Yeah. I think that when I look at and this is just my opinion, I think Dabo Sweeney is that guy. I think Dabo Sweeney is that guy that wants to tell you Jesus Christ recruited In his
2: God's name God's image, image. And, and
0: like, like Jesus Christ recruited that safety to Clemson.
2: And that's how I look at it.
0: We built this program on Jesus. Like program, bro. <laughs> like it's... <laughs> Dabo Sweeney is an ambulance chaser. Yeah, totally. It, it, and don't get me wrong. I like Dabo. I've interviewed him a million times. Super nice guy. Yeah. But this, to me, this is just so far over the top. In
2: God's name, image, and likeness. We you did get not. It, we you, get so it. So wait, let me
0: get this right. When your defensive tackle in the college football playoff, Dexter Lawrence, had his little suspension... Um, Did Jesus Christ put the needle in his arm or was
2: that you? In God's name, image, and likeness. It's college football.
0: There's no, there's, trust me when I say college football programs are not run like a church. They're run like a prison. Program. Right? It's not a, it's, it, it, this is so, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. This I, is don't, classic dabble, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy it for a second. He, the guy is just so awkward. Yeah. It's like, oh.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I like, think he just, he, 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 ambulance chaser. It's a perfect way to describe it. That's exactly him what he, he is. Yeah, because he, he's going to, Dabo's going to disappear for 10 minutes and then he's going to come back and he's going to mention God and we're holier than thou and everything's amazing. And then they're still going to get their ass beat by Nick Saban in the SEC. So, you know, to me, it's like, it was incredible. It was funny, but it is classic Dabo.
0: But, by the way, to bring this back home, did anybody notice where BYU finished in the composite of the 12 teams that will make up the Big 12? They finished 10th. Mm. They had a pretty good class, right? They had a pretty good class. They finished number two among independents, only behind my R and We, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Right. And they still finish 10th out of the 12 teams that will make up the big 12. That's how hill, how steep the hill is. yeah And you look at that they have one I said one four-star recruit, no fives right And they have a bunch of great threes. <clears throat> and again, I, I will also tell you just out in front here, I don't believe in threes, fours and fives, and you can play football and we can see the developmental cycle for you or we can't like you're you're there are so many programs mm-hmm. that recruit three-star guys and turn them into five-star NFL players it, it it's beyond comprehension right having said that like your top recruits are not going uh they're not going to to BYU yet and that's going to be something that you're going to have to fix
1: well and I wonder what the hierarchy at BYU thinks of NIL and and the money bag and in the wild west like you have to be that way to win right now. Until because we can sit here and talk about regulation and reeling things in and making sure that Buddy and his bag of money aren't walking down Main Street just sh- you know shooting the coupon gun everywhere. But that's what it is. That's what it is. So to me, the only question really is, hey, are you about it or are you not? And and I don't yeah. know. Like clearly BYU did a pretty good job, right? Utah did a phenomenal job. But in comparison to other schools, it's just kind of, eh. You know, it's not like, well, you did what Oregon did. But know? by
0: the way, the good news is another Kafusi is coming to BYU. Well. So, you know, you, you feel good about, uh, you know, that, that you, you still have a Kafusi in the program. But in all seriousness, program. You, you look at the names, you look at the names on this list, and <clears throat> you quickly realize that this is a team that, you know, like Jackson Bowers, is a is a really good is a really good tight end, you know, from Mace, Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> he is by far your best prospect in this class, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. And that's a kid that I think can play right away. Now Isaac Rex is coming back, but that's a really good recruit for them.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think that this whole thing around Jaron also matters in recruiting because if you're not gonna have a good quarterback situation, that's gonna hurt your ability to recruit. But if Jaron is indeed coming back, that's probably helping you get kids from Arizona or California or how even Florida, if you're really trying to work hard, you know, like, so that, that's why I say I, at some point well, we need the po we need the Twitter post saying that Jaron's coming back.
0: Well, but I also think you, you, you look at a kid like Ryder Burton from, from uh, Springville. I mean, that's a kid that projects to be a starting quarterback at BYU, but so did Jacob Conover. And I think it's interesting, this Keaton Slovis story at BYU, where Keaton Slovis has apparently said, yeah, I'd like to come to BYU, but you haven't heard anything because I think they know that Jaron Hall is coming back. Uh-huh. And I think overwhelmingly, if, if, if without doubt, if, if Jaron Hall comes back, Keaton Slovis isn't coming to Provo. Right that, I mean, that makes absolutely no sense. Facts. So you need the portal and you need recruiting to get you quarterbacked up. But if you look at positionally how BYU ends up um, yesterday, it's overwhelmingly off offense. And, you know, Siali Era from uh, Timphu I think, is a huge get. Uh-huh. Because you have got to find a way to get after the quarterback on this team. You, you, you are, in my opinion, two things about edge rushers in college football. It's a quick route to the NFL, but they're awfully difficult to find. Uh-huh. And... The last couple of years, BYU has not had a premier edge rusher that can get to the quarterback, and it's really hurt their defense.
1: Well, and I don't think you've also had a DC that's willing to send guys to the quarterback, right? And and I think that that change with Jay Hill is going to be very noticeable. And I think that's why you're going to see uh, athletes added to this defense. I mean, you need to have guys that can play multiple positions. That you know, you need to have that defensive end that's not the big lumbering defensive end, but the guy that can play you know, defensive end or maybe a little outside linebacker too, depending on the, the, the situation and what kind of scheme you're running. So to me, I I think that Jay Hill has talked a lot about, hey, we're gonna be an aggressive defense. And that's why you're seeing them mad guys like that who can who who are top end athletes who maybe maybe need some development, but clearly you can see the path.
0: Yeah, and I, I also think if you look at if you look at and this is just historically anyway, when you when you look at the way that these these teams are put together now, it's transfer portal. I mean, it is the transfer portal, in my opinion, is far more important than NIL money in recruiting. That NIL money, in my opinion, needs to be overwhelmingly spent on the transfer portal because when you are when you are BYU or Utah, you have to win in the transfer portal. Yeah. There's just no doubt about that. And I think you're seeing BYU winning running backs in the transfer portal is a big flipping deal. That's a big deal because uh, I, I you have to find a way to restock your running back room. You have to find a way to do that, and you got to find a way to keep them healthy. Yeah. But I think specifically for for you know for f- this period in time, I I think you got to get rid of the early or early signing day. I just don't know why you need national signing day. I don't know why you need it. I don't think it's a. It neat makes thing. no sense.
1: I just think it's what they've always done and so they just keep doing it. I, I, you know what I mean? Like I think there there's many things that that can be can be reformed. I mean, obviously the college football playoff setup has been reformed a little bit. I think things like national signing day can be eliminated now if you're going to continue down this path of an IL and transfer portal like cuz the truth is these kids are already signed. They it's it's just not official until they put ink to paper, but you know, like I I don't know. There a lot of a lot of me feels like this is all just it's very gimmicky out of college football. It's very like game playing behind the scenes, you know, backroom stuff. You know, and so we get to just see, oh, this kid signed there and that kid signed there, yeah. and Dabo gets to yeah, talk about God and you know what I mean? Like, and so I think if you're gonna reform college football, it just needs to there needs to be more structure Uh, added and and more guidelines that that need to be created and by the way enforcement is really all that matters because you can create all this stuff but you don't have enforcement who really cares
0: by the way uh let's switch gears and talk utah recruiting real quick because i think this class is spectacular uh i think what kyle whittingham and company did up on the hill for national signing day or early signing day whatever you want to call it is nothing short of spectacular and if you look at their you know, from Spencer Fano, who uh, you know, obviously we had Logan on the show yesterday, and they talked about wanting to play together. Um, you know, he's a he's a Tim Few kid. He's an offensive lineman, and he is absolutely a monster. And I I think that that's huge. I think the Hunter Clegg um, signing out of American Fork, he's an edge rusher. That's a guy that you know went to. Went to Utah because he wants to play in the NFL, just like Logan talked about yesterday on the show. They develop ed- edge rushers at, at Utah. And I think getting Hunter Clegg on paper is huge. Um, I think getting CJ Blocker out of Texas, uh, the corner, is a massive, massive get for this. St- because now you're becoming a pipeline of, uh, uh, of DBs as well. And I think you look at some of the DBs that they they got, um, Smith Snowden obviously from Lehigh is a is a huge get um, you add him with blocker um, you you add him with you know just uh, so many of these kids uh, and I know I'm going to butcher his name I practiced it last night I can't say it correctly but um, the uh, Fano Imoana Brock Fano Imoana pretty good that's pretty good safety out of uh, Hawaii I think is a huge get for them Hawaii. Uh, I just look at what they put together defensively, and I, I don't know how you could have done better than Utah did. And that's not even that's not even the transfer portal. Right. That's just that's just signing day. Yeah. Right. So I I, I don't know how they continue to do it. Um, that your top two your top two signees are offensive tackles prospects at tackle is unbelievable. And they're both four star tackles. And the dichotomy again, and I think this matters, the dichotomy of the, the dichotomy of location. When you look at Provo, Gilbert, American Fork, Texas, Kansas, California, uh, DeJon Stanley out of California, um, Florida for for Michael Mitchell, the running back, um, you know, again, Snowden from Lehigh, Mission Viejo, Corona, Sonora, Hawaii, Texas, Idaho, Mississippi, Again, Hawaii, Las Vegas, Florida. Utah's got national reach now. And it's why this team is winning back-to-back Pac-12 championships. It's yeah. why this team is now starting to compete at the at the top of, of the conference on a regular basis. And then you, you look at, at Logan Fano coming in, and you have a lot of expectations for this defense to pick up right where they left off. I, I think this was an absolute... Positive, dominate kind of mentality out of Utah. Yeah, in recruiting, in, in recruiting, and the transfer portal has been very good to them as well. I mean, this was a win, this was absolutely a win in the state of Utah for for Utah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's everything you want, uh, I, you know. And, and I think that, you know, as usual, Kyle Whittingham does it flying under the radar, and you know, he has his way about it. But I, 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 I there's no other way to say it. They did a great job. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, that's just that's as simple as it is.
0: Yeah, by the way, I also want to touch back on a story we talked about last week uh, here on the Monty Show. Um, Mitch Harper last night. Yeah. Interesting tweet. Uh huh. Did you happen to see what uh, Mitch Harper tweeted? That the Royal Blue Collective is coming to BYU.
2: In God's name, image, and likeness.
0: And that uh, you're going to wear that dropout. <laughs>
2: It's just so <laughs> uncomfortable. And that's how I look at it.
0: It's just so uncomfortable. <laughs> but the Royal Blue Collective is coming to uh, BYU, as we talked about last week. You can check my Twitter. Uh, we tweeted over the weekend about the fact that this collective was going to have a, a a baseline war chest of $2.4 million and that uh, every football player was going to earn $30,000 a year from the Royal... It, I was told it was the Royal Collective, whatever they're going to call it. Um, But this collective is coming to BYU. And I think it's a big deal when you look at NIL collectives. $30,000 isn't nothing to a a high school kid. I think when you can say to a kid, hey, you're getting a minimum of $30,000 here. That's a big get. That's a big win for BYU. And BYU has, has for, for as fast as they got out of the blocks in the NIL game... They've really struggled, in my opinion, to keep that going. And if this Royal Collective is able to really drive that forward, and what it is, it's a group of donors and, and supporters, boosters of the BYU Athletic Program, and it is across the program, that are going to put money into a pot to support BYU Athletics. And yeah. that's exactly what you need. Because you're losing guys like the Fano brothers. If the Fano brothers knew they were getting $30,000 each per season, it's probably a little more difficult to transfer to Utah. I don't know what they're getting at Utah. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that, that it's significant. Yeah, it is significant. So, uh, you know, I think the NIL game in the transfer portal game at, at BYU has been significant. I mean, you lost, you know, you, you lost two big names, including Clark Barrington, who committed to Baylor yesterday. Um, you know, you lost Campbell Barrington. You well, lost I the think, I think The, portal, Peely, the like, portal
1: has just made this whole thing where you... Like, it, it used to be before the transfer portal and NIL were linked and became prolific like this that... You, like, every year, you'd always have attrition. You'd always have turnover. That's just... That's the nature of the beast. Yes. You know, whether it's college football, a business, whatever, there's always attrition and turnover. But now, it's obviously been taken to another level. And so... I feel like it's it's forced BYU's hand a bit because we've told you that BYU's mid level money machine department is struggling. There there are there are certain issues, there are certain dysfunctions that are not allowing them to be productive and, and you know, that is basically
0: holding back what they can do in certain areas. Well, when you see guys like Keenan Peely going to Tennessee and you see the Barringtons going to BYU, and you look at some of the places that, you know, these kids are going, you know, whether it's Tate Romney and Jacob Conover going to Arizona State, um, whether it's Dallin Holker being a complete fool, in my opinion, going to Colorado State, Logan Fano's going to to Utah. uh, Again, Keenan Peely is going to Tennessee. Yeah. Um, You look at at where these kids are going, they're not going to Poughkeepsie State. (laughs) <clears throat> They're leaving BYU. Keenan Peely is a stud. He's leaving BYU to go play in the SEC.
3: It's Division One
0: football! You're losing these guys. You're losing the Barringtons, who you're going to now see in the Big 12, to Baylor. Right? Like, why are they leaving? How much are they getting? Like, I, I mean, that's the stuff that we need to find out now. And again, if, if uh, you're just tuning in, Max Tooley is going to join us two hours from right now on the Monty show. Uh, he announced last night that he is, in fact, staying in Provo. Yeah. Uh, and he that's a big boost for the linebackers, even though, again, I tell you, Max Tooley is a safety. Uh, we'll talk to him about Jay Hill, but we'll talk to him about did he explore the transfer portal? Was that something that he looked at? Uh, Because I think it is a really fascinating question about whether or not he had options.
1: I wonder what Max Tooley thinks of the transfer portal, just generally speaking. I mean, if you're a football player right now, like if you're Max Tooley, a stud linebacker, probably a safety at the NFL level, like what do you think of the transfer portal? It like is so if the transfer portal is as real as it is, is BYU still the proper route? Well, for Max, clearly it is right because he chose to stay. But for the Barrington brothers, it wasn't. And from some of these other guys, it wasn't. So that's what I find so interesting. And and to our conversation earlier, I don't think enough people ask these kids this question. Like, where are you at on the transfer portal, generally speaking? Like, do you like it? Do you hate it? Is it ruining football? Is it the best thing that's ever happened? Like, that's what I'm curious about. Like, how your average or above-average guy thinks of it.
0: Well we'll ask Max, Max Tooley about that at 8:30 all of our college football talk including BYU and Utah presented by our friends at barbecue Pitstop stop bbqpitstop.com we are just three days away from Christmas. Christmas now, friends. No better place to finish off those stocking stuffers or Christmas shopping than a barbecue pit stop in Logan, Leighton, Lehigh, St. Jeezy, St. Jeezy, down in the St. George By the area. Way, we're seeing some people at Jack in the Box tomorrow. Just saying, nice. Uh, they're also in uh, Salt Lake City and Murray on State Street, right across from the mall. Um, I'm telling you, you're you're a customer for life when you walk into a barbecue pit stop because they're just good dudes to do business with. They're all local franchises. They are entrepreneurs. They work hard to make sure that every customer is taken care of. By the way, all of the barbecue pit stops now have meat counters in them so you can get your wings, your briskets, your roasts, your steaks, your chops at barbecue pit stop. And you also know, as soon as you hear the name barbecue pit stop, yeah you're getting the best equipment in the business there's no doubt about that whether it's a traeger a big green egg a yoder camp chef whatever you need equipment wise for your pellet smoker to your propane grill barbecue pit stops got it by the way i would tell you to get into the pellet grill business because you plug that thing in you fill the hopper with pellets and you're smoking whatever it is you want to be smoking right now it is lovely it is a year-round business i'm telling you you put a brisket on the smoker for christmas the whole neighborhood knows about it. And it's spectacular. Um, The end product is just superior to charcoal briquettes or propane, in my opinion. I am no longer a propane guy. I am 100% a pellet smoker guy on the Traeger Ironwood 885. Um, And by the way, you can also shop online. Uh, at BBQPitStop.com. You can chat with them online. There's a little chat feature there. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on The Monty Show, your guy gift-giving headquarters yeah. for the guy in your life, barbecue Pit Stop, in uh, Logan, Leighton, Lehigh, St. George, and our good friends in Murray. All right, let's get your comments in here on NIL and the transfer portal. Cody Strickland says, morning, guys. Kid will be here next Wednesday. Wow. I won't be able to watch live shows for weeks. Come on, man. Come on. It's not okay. like you have anything going on. Okay. Well, listen, Cody, make sure you hit the like button. We've had almost 300 people watch the show now, uh, and we only have 20 likes. So let's go. Hook it up. Watch uh, When you watch our show, please do hit the... The like button because it does help the show grow. And let me update you. We're trying to get to 9,000 subs in the next week. Right. In the next week. And right now we are at 8,802. Okay. 198 to go. The countdown begins. We are at 8,802. Just 198 subscribers to go. go. So that's awesome. And we do that by getting thumbs up. When you guys like the show... It pushes the show out into the YouTube algorithm. It really helps the channel grow. Yes. So if you could hit the like button, that would be fantastic. Cody, good luck with your uh, new addition to the Strickland family. Kurt Myers, what's up? Teddy Wayman, you stud. Neville 93, how are you? Kurt Myers says, the portal and NIL have ruined bowl games. Fans want to see their stars when they play for large sums of money to travel and buy tickets. Well... I think it's, it's an interesting point because I think a lot of guys are not playing in bowl games, right? I mean, if you look at Jaron Hall, Max Tuley, Harris Lachance, the guys who didn't play in New Mexico, some of them are getting ready for the NIL, some of the, or for uh, the, uh, oh my the God. NFL. Yeah. The NFL combine. Thank you. Uh, some of them are transferring. Some of them are injured. But for various reasons, a lot of stars did not show up in New Mexico for BYU. It's an interesting point. It's a very, very interesting point. Um, Kurt Meyer says, put luxury taxes on college sports. I think there's going to have to be a spending cap at some point. Because you can't just have Phil Knight swoop in and spend as much money as you like on NIL. There, it, it, I think it just doesn't work that way. Uh, barfing Chickens. Says NIL and the portal are so far the best thing that have happened for the sport's competitiveness, but yeah, it needs to be more regulated. I and barfing chickens, I think we all agree on that. Yeah. I, I think both sides of that. Uh Josh Levern, NIL is great for players, good for some schools, not good for college football in the long term. I agree. Um, let's see. Simon 2077. Monty has a good point. Wow, hey. One they want exactly right k-state flipped a tight end from colorado but he didn't want to play for neon Dion. (laughs) interesting interesting uh provo cougar fan says i believe it's about two percent of college players make it in the nfl the portal will make academic progress to a college degree more difficult the player needs to think about life after football none of them do None of them do. Their life isn't about anything else but football. That's the problem. Well, and and I I understand it's there's no perfect world situation. There's no utopia, yeah. right? Yeah. But we have to at some point care about the kid's long-term viability as a man. And I don't think we do nearly enough of that. I think we probably do more of that at Utah and, and BYU than than most schools do. But are you telling me that Deion Sanders thinks about anything other than these kids getting to the NFL? Because I don't believe he does. And I agree that academics are, are not for everybody. Yeah, I totally understand that. But if, if you buy into Deion Sanders and Deion doesn't get you to the NFL, is that your fault or is that his fault? Well, when you're 17, 18 years old and he's throwing a bunch of money at you, it's his fault. And we have, in my opinion a responsibility to kids to make sure we're putting them in a a position to live a better life. Because a lot of the kids that Deion Sanders is recruiting are from single parent homes that that are in poverty in big cities. That's who Deion Sanders is recruiting. And that may work at Jackson State. But what are you gonna do when you get the inner city kid who's never had the focus on academics, to a place like Boulder, Colorado, where chef school is hard, where now you actually have to to write well-thought-out papers. Oh, well, you know, they're gonna have academic advisors write those papers. At some point, that kid's gonna have to take a test. Or maybe they won't, maybe they don't ever graduate, maybe they're not eligible, I don't know. But at some point, you're gonna have to figure out how to keep those kids eligible at Colorado which is really difficult to do. So I don't think we think a whole lot about the academic and the long-term viability of these people as human beings. And I think it sucks. I, I, I really do. Uh, Coach says, uh, Oregon Collective entrance uh, fee to join is 250K. Oregon State Collective fee to join their collective is like 20 bucks. But that's my point. Oregon is a have. Oregon <laughs> State is... Kinda have, but really we don't. Right. Right? Like that's what it is. Kani Johnson, good morning. Simon says it's amazing what Big Twelve Championships will do for you. K State normally hovers around sixtieth. This year they're twenty-eighth. And you know, looking at K State, um looking at K State in the in the transfer portal, um, you know, it is interesting, by the way, that you see the year that they had and they lost more than they gained by far they lost more than they gained in the transfer portal there is there is no doubt about that and when you start looking at their recruiting and you start looking at exactly where they end up yeah they absolutely were helped by winning there there's no doubt about. i mean winning is the winning cures all yeah well I would agree with that, but I think it's—I just think it's really interesting. That's all I'm saying. You like. know
1: what's funny to me? We're sitting here talking about how we have issues or or we have thoughts on NIL. What's funny to me? We don't do this in any other sport. You ever notice that? You ever? We don't pause for a second. We're so in love. We're so obsessed. We're so committed to football, a kids' game, that even when there's no football of relevance being played right now. This is what we do. We're, we're, we're too busy to talk about, you know, any other sport, really. I mean, we'll talk about the Jazz today, but everyone wants to talk about this. And then we want to sit here and complain that, oh, it's unfair that Phil Knight is spending his money. Well, is it unfair or is it the reality of the world? That's the problem. That's yeah, what but, I have issue with.
0: But I also think it's remarkable that K-State's able to go to Tuscaloosa and pull a recruit out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Uh, they're able to go to Stillwater Oklahoma and pull a recruit out of Stillwater Oklahoma that's like, my
1: point that's what the system right now allows a program like that to do program
0: yeah program program yeah. you know what I mean I like, mean their composite 20 their score is 29th in the country
1: So what I'm saying so is it is pretty it, unbelievable so are, we, are we, we you can't have it both you can't have your cake and eat it too right like you can't say hey there is there is like we have issues with the fact that there's basically just free spending happening, spend as much as you want. Nobody's tracking it. Right. We have an issue with that. But then on the other hand, when K state's 28th in the nation, oh, that's amazing. We need to have that. And it's like, well, how does that, how does a program like K state get effective once regulation yeah. comes in? Cause eventually it's going to happen.
0: Yep. Provo Cougar fan says when big programs, I love that you guys program. are saying programs, program. that, that's awesome. When big programs, recruit a lot of four- and five-star players. There are not enough positions for them all to play. They become disenchanted and jump into the portal for greener pastures, which is exactly what guys want. I mean, what NAL has done and what the transfer portal has done is it's taken away the, the ability of a guy like Pervin Meyer to say to <laughs> Kyle Gunther, I'm ripping your scholarship. I, I'm, you're, you're done. I'm ripping your scholarship, loser. Because the kid will be like, all right, cool. I'm going to get in the transfer portal, coach. See you later.
2: It's probably different than what you're thinking, though.
0: Like, it's not how it used to be. Yeah. And again, the days of the, the Cowboy Pervin Meyer are over. Yep. You have to compete on a much larger scale now financially, culturally, playing time. Like, you have to go and compete now. And I, I think that's that's con- that levels the playing field to a certain extent. Uh, Simon says a team only goes as uh, far as the depth you have on the roster, certainly. Yep. And your ability to develop... And I, again, I just want to say, I hate when we put labels on, on 18-year-old kids. I really don't care about the star system. If you were a star in high school, okay, cool, great, you're a five-star kid. All right, neat. How many three-star recruits have turned into prolific players? A ton of them. The list is much longer of five-star recruits who never did anything in college or pro. Yeah. So I just don't believe them. Don't in, in my opinion, um, you know, but that that's just my opinion. What's up, Jeff Johnson? Good to see you, friend. Kyle J says the U of you, a.k.a. DBU. It, you're not yeah. even joking. Yeah. I mean, this recruiting class for Utah is stellar. It is. It's what you want. It's everything you want. So that's what I'm saying. Just be careful what
1: you wish for, right? Like, yeah. Y- you, you, you have Kyle Whittingham operating and we like what he's doing. He's doing a good job. Yeah, it's unfortunate that Jackson State can't compete with Oregon. But could they really compete anyway, even before NIL? Nobody knew who Jackson State was, with all due respect to Jackson State. Nobody knew who you were. You weren't competing for the college football playoffs. So, like, I just, I don't know, man. I, I agree with what you're saying. But on the other hand, I'm like, dude, it's the reality of the situation. Like, that's our world. That's, like, that's how life is lived, you know? Like, that, like that's precisely... Oh, you're
0: so virtuous you know as mean? a millennial. Like,
1: you know what I mean? It's the world we live in. Stop complaining, spend your money, and do your job. Like, that's life,
2: dude. In God's name, image, and likeness... Look, Dabo. We built this that, program on NIL. That's not...
0: <laughs> Dabo Sweeney is just so uncomfortable. <laughs> He's the guy that comes in and he actually... You know what? He holds the hug a little too long. That's who Dabo Sweeney is. He is. He's that guy that just is like, (laughs) he wants to hug you. Hello. He wants to hug you. Thank you. He gets a handful of ass when he hugs your mom. Goodbye. Like he's just that guy. Yep. By the way, we should care about the kid. You don't. I do. We should care about the kid, you know. Anyway, uh, the biggest stories in sports every morning on this program uh, are brought (laughs) to you by our friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. That's right. It's snowing and wet on the roads this morning in Utah. Please be careful if you're out there driving. Um, But you got to get to Quick Quack Car Wash today. I'll be in Los Angeles. 24 hours from now, I will be on my way halfway to St. Jeezy, and I'm stoked about it. And my car will look phenomenal because this afternoon, I'm going to Quick Quack Car Wash in uh, South Jordan at the district and my car's gonna come out looking amazing. And then we're gonna trash it and it's gonna smell like burgers and farts, but that's fine. Um, The point is, uh, before all that happens, we're going to Quick Quack Car Wash because it's easy, it's quick, and I have a wash pass. $21.99 a month, I get their best wash package and I can wash my car once or a million times a month. It's totally up to me, but I only pay the same price, $21.99. That's the beauty of a wash pass at Quick Quack Car Wash. I get a smiling face. I don't have to stick my credit card into some box of a machine. I get a smiling face who says, hey, and you know what? The best part is they put your name in the system when you register. The guy always says, hey, Monty, how are you? Hey, guys. Doesn't know the show probably, doesn't know who I am, but I know when he puts my license plate in, it says Monty on it. He says, hey, Monty, how are you? Would you like a a dashboard wipe? No, thanks. Why don't you save that? I have a cloth in my car that I carry around with me. All right, cool, thanks. Go ahead and pull up you pull into the tunnel there's a guy who waves at you he directs you in sprays the front of the car sprays the back of the car good to go
1: but boom but ping you know what i mean
0: we're good to go yeah anyway that's quick car wash i love it you're in and out in five seven minutes the vacuums are free yeah the towels to wash your car are free it's remarkable like quick quack car wash and i do think this uh recruiting and nil and transfer portal are the biggest stories in sports uh this morning i think they're huge so um I, I don't even know that it's close. Obviously, I think the Jazz uh, tonight is is a big game as well. Uh, jazz and Wizards coming up in about 13 minutes. We're going to talk Utah Jazz basketball. Is Kyle Kuzma a star in this league? I don't know the answer to that. He's coming to town tonight. They're already in town. They went and saw some high school basketball last night, which I thought was super cool. Um, but where are you at on Kyle Kuzma? Is he a star in the in the NBA? I with all due respect. Because they wow. Vow. wow! Because the Lakers are after him hard. Yeah. The Lakers would love to get Kyle Kuzma back. Do you expect the Jazz to win this game tonight? The Jazz over the Wizards are favored by six and a half. Altitude, I guess. I don't know. I man. guess. I guess. By the way, did anybody see Bron last night? Yeah. Now, not good. I'm kind of pissed, by the way. Not good. By the way. Yeah. We paid $1,000 for tickets to go see the Lakers tomorrow night. Yeah. Lakers and uh, LaMelo. Right. And LeBron tweaked his groin last night. Hey, close. Already without street clothes Davis. Already right. without Russ. Right. Now I paid $1,000 to see not LeBron James. <laughs> Dude. Great. If he doesn't play, I'm going to be super pissed. Well, like, super pissed. I mean,
1: I can't blame you. I mean, you know. After the street clothes Davis. It's so frustrating. Damar played when we went and saw them, right? Can LeBron hey. play? Hey, no. Hey, hey. No. How about my guy Io last Mister, night, Mister? Oh, now your guy. How about my guy Io, guy Let's skip Io the DeSumo. fact That Demar airballed the game winner. Who Thanks cares, Demar? No, he didn't. That oh, was a pass. It was a
0: great pass. It was, it a was. Great, my. He ass. passed it right to John Collins, who my hit it. In, he ass. hit John Collins in the chest with the pass. Yeah, okay. He did you not see that? So Demar DeRozan last night for my, and we the beloved, the Chicago Bulls? Yeah. Um, four seconds left, tied with Atlanta in Hot Atlanta. Tries to hit a turnaround fadeaway in the corner. Airballs it. It hits John Collins in the chest on the airball, bounces right to that stud Iyo who lays it in for the Bulls. And the best part about it was the celebration made Iyo Desumu trip and fall over and on top of John Collins. The Chicago <laughs> Bulls dog piled to celebrate the win on top of John Collins. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, but we'll see. I'm I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous about LeBron. I'm a little nervous about him. If he doesn't play tomorrow night.
1: That's going to be frustrating. Dude. That's going to be really frustrating.
0: It is so frustrating if he doesn't play. I will be pissed. Yeah. Because I paid $1,000 to see LeBron. I mean, LeBron. Um, (laughs) I paid a G-note to see LeBron James take on LaMelo Ball. And I want to see it. I want it. I want it. Yeah. I'm thirsty. I want oh. it. The guy's playing amazing basketball. I want to see it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get football at 50, 10 in the hour, every hour on The Monty Show. We're bringing you the biggest stories in football. Football. Uh, want to focus on the National Football League thanks to our friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa Murphy's Pizza. Yeah. The meatball marinara pizza is back at Papa Murphy's. It's the best. Pi- one of these. One of the best pizzas of the year from Papa Murphy's yes. is the meatball marinara. It's, and I'm telling you guys, it's, it's not close. It, it is, is so good. Use the promo code MATI25, order your take-and-bake Papa Murphy's pizza, get the chocolate chip cookies, pop it in the oven for 12, 15, 20 minutes, however long you choose to cook it, and then just Macdown's down. Because yeah. it is, I mean, it's stupid good. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the National Football League because it is Zachy Poo and the Jets freezing day. De- yeah. oh, it's going to be cold in New York tonight. Have you? Do you guys follow the weather at all? Am I the only idiot that does this? Um, the weather forecast, and I just mean the forecast, not the real. The forecast tonight in New York is supposed to be Arctic temperatures 34 degrees at kickoff, the wind chill will feel like eight, bro. Eight degrees. I
1: thought you said eight degrees. I thought I heard Mina Kimes yesterday say that they were gonna be wearing lightly modified wetsuits under their jersey.
0: They are. It's cold tonight. I gotta take Zachy Poo and the Jets in this game, right? I mean, they are favored by two points. 37 is the number, 615 on Prime Video tonight.
1: What oh, do you got in Prime this game? Prime Video.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, and it's, uh, it's you know it's called Prime Video. Prime Why video. are you ball breaking me over Prime no, Video? No,
1: ball breaking Amazon in the NFL for putting it on Amazon. Well, anyway, the point is, uh, you know, I don't know. I can kind of see this both ways. To be honest, I, my my instincts tell me to go with Jacksonville because I don't trust Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence hey, has hey, been playing hey, well.
0: Hey, Zachy poo. Sorry, Thank you. Sorry, man. What did Lisa say about that? Yeah. Nothing good. I took the Jags. I, I took the Jags. I've been such a casual on my picks this year, dude. I took the Jags. Well, I just, Jags. I don't have time to do it. Yeah. Frankly, I took the Jags. The Jets are going to win this game. I think the Jets are going to win this game. I'm there is no doubt the about
1: Jags. it. I'm taking the Jags to win this game, and they'll come out on top. Now, I won't be here tomorrow, right, to, to take the beating for taking the Jags, but I'm going to take
3: them.
0: Yeah. I would take the Jets in this game. I would take the Jets in this game, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I would take the Jets you, in this where game. Where are you at on Philly and Dallas? Well, Nick uh, I, not Nick Fridell. Um Foles. no no no. Nick I, I somebody's somebody reported that that uh Jalen's not gonna play. Yeah. And if Jalen Hurts doesn't play Nick Foles is starting for Indianapolis. If if Jalen doesn't play, yeah, dude, I I don't know how you take Philly in that game, right? I mean, we're like I I think I'm leaning Dallas. In yeah, that I game. think
1: you have to lean Dallas, especially if Jalen's not playing. But I don't know, I. I don't know, dude. I really want him to play, but uh, there's just not a great reason for him to play. That's the problem. You know, like, you don't... Like,
0: if you lose this game, it's of no consequence to you, really. I mean, it's not going to cost you the division. And that injury that Jalen Hurts had, I mean, it looked gnar-bra-bra. Nar-bra. Like that We... And I say we because the Chicago Bears, the beloved, fell on his shoulder and absolutely wrecked his MVP campaign. You're welcome. Um... I don't see how he plays. I mean, he missed practice yesterday. Like... Yeah, he's not. I'm telling you, he's not going to play in this game. I I don't know why. I don't know why you would have him play. But Jalen Hurts is absolutely the NFL MVP. I think Jalen Hurts is absolutely a game wrecker, and yeah. I think you, you know, I I think you have to. I think you have to sit him. I I don't even think it's an option to play him. I really don't. It's I, not I, worth it. The, the risk is way out, way outweighs the, the reward for sure. Yeah. I, I think that when you look at Jalen Hurts and, you know, the season that he's had, I know you want to play him. You can't play him. You can't play him. You know, like, and I yeah. agree with, with Coach Leverett. Uh Gardner Minshew is good enough. He is good enough. Yeah. But... Jalen Hurts is the NFL MVP right now.
1: Yeah, he's not Jalen Hurts, obviously. You can't,
0: well, but it's not even comparing him to Gardner. You can't risk, you're Philadelphia, you're finally back in a position to compete for a Super Bowl. Not a playoff spot, a Super Bowl. You can't risk Jalen Hurts in this game. You can't. Teddy Wayman says, I've got the Jags winning this one. You do. Yeah, I'm with you, Teddy. Teddy, I'll bet you free pizza. How about that, Teddy? Do you want to bet free pizza on this game, Teddy Wayman? I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. Jets are winning the game. Teddy, if, if, if. What's the line on the game? 861 what are, what are, in favor we, of Zachy what, what are we looking at here? Isn't it minus two? I just said it was minus two. I think two it was minus right. two, yeah. It is. Uh, let's see. Minus two to the uh, to the Jets. 37 is the number. Yeah. And freezing. the thing is, it's freezing cold weather. And you know what scares me off of the Jags in this game? is that Trevor Lawrence, ESPN, had a package, a package on Trevor Lawrence fumbling the ball all over the place the last two times he's played in bad weather. He's not a bad weather quarterback. He's too a tag by your mama. Like, he's just not a guy that plays in bad weather. Right. He played at Clemson, Clemson. In, in, in Davos program. program. Um, so I would take the Jets just based on the weather, Teddy, but I'll bet you a pizza, man. I'm happy to give you... Uh, Teddy's like, yeah, Teddy, is there anything you won't bet on? Is there any, (laughs) the Vernal Equinox will happen at 3.41 in the afternoon. You want to bet? Yes, I do. Okay. Shave your beard. No, I won't do it. Chop off your left hand. Okay, cool. That's a bet. (laughs) (laughs) Teddy's like, yeah, I'm down. I'm down.
1: Okay. Free pizza. Teddy's got the Jags, you got the Jets.
0: All right. Uh Giggity says Jags 24 17. Shocker K Nurin says Zach wins 30 to 15. Please. Please. K Nurin will never say a bad thing about Zachy Pooh. Yeah, neither will Zach's mom's friend. Which I love you for that, K Nurin. Appreciate you being yeah. here. Uh which NFL teams need to make changes in the uh on the bench? What which which because Well, you know the poster child for this. Yeah, uh, Matt Eberflus. Okay, Matt Eberflus. Yeah, no, that's they true. shouldn't fire Matt Eberflus. I'm just. Yeah, no, I mean, it's I, I think
1: the Cardinals are the poster child for this conversation. No, I think, no, no, yeah, no, 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 I, no. I, uh, well, no, here's sir. the problem. Uh,
0: the Houston Texans. Who's the head coach of the Houston yeah, Texans? The Texans? Anybody? Anybody know year, the Houston dude. Texans? They're garbo Lovey every Smith. year. Uh, the Denver Broncos are the poster child for this. The Indianapolis Colts. Jeff Saturday. We'll see you back on ESPN what, next a, year. What a lineman's not a good head coach. Well. Uh the LA Rams. Nah. You're not changing, you're nope. not firing McVeigh. No. Nope. The Arizona Cardinals and Clippy. Yep. you have to. Yep. The Atlanta Falcons, Arthur Smith. That's tough. tough. New Orleans. no, you're not firing New Orleans. They're, they're fine. Carolina. No, they just did. Um Green Bay. No. Tampa? Eh. With Bulls? No, I wouldn't either. Detroit. Nah. You Gotta can't fire Campbell. Campbell no. You can't fire him. The Seattle Sea Chickens. Nah. With Pete. Nope. Washington Commanders. Nope. Love Ron Rivera. The Dallas Cowboys. Nope. Fathead. Fathead Mike McCarthy's going to stay. You wouldn't. Okay. Uh, Mike Tomlin, Pittsburgh Steelers. Nah. Yes, I would. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Josh McDaniels. It's only been a year, dude. They, w- they should not fire him. Um, the New York Jets. Robert Sala. Nah. nah. Nope. Can't fire him. New England Patriots, Bill Belichick. Nah, he's th- he's there till he's done. Tennessee Titans. Did you guys hear Matt, uh, Ryan Tannehill out for the year, broken ankle? Ah, oh, Tough luck. Tough luck. Wow, life. you're such a cox. Oh, he broke his ankle? Bummer, bro. Yeah, maybe,
2: On to the maybe, next.
1: <clears throat> maybe him and Jimmy Garoppolo can have a Papa Murphy's pizza while they hang out and rehab their why, ankles. Why do you
2: hate people?
1: I don't hate people. What I'm just is telling that, you? You know, when
0: you get your ankles broken, what am I supposed to do? Next man up, right? I don't understand why you hate people. I don't. Should the San Diego, they play in Los Angeles at the Rams' house, fire Brandon Staley? No, nah, I like that. Yes, him. they should. No. Sorry, dude. The San Diego, Los Angeles used to oh play at a soccer guy. stadium, is, Chargers. It's
1: better with a new head coach. It's not
0: my guy. It's the sex machine. Justin Herbert should be. They should be further along. By the way, who broke Tannehill's ankle? Khalil Mack. Bye,
1: guys. should be in the Super Bowl.
0: Look, the sex machine deserves a better head coach. <laughs> Justin Herbert deserves a better head coach. There, there's just no doubt about that. I'm telling yeah. you right now. Yeah. He deserves a better coach. Yeah. He absolutely does. You deserve a uh, meatball marinara pizza. At
2: Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara.
1: Papa Murphy's does meatballs?
2: Oh, oh I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara?
3: And how do you do it, dad?
2: How do I do it?
1: How do I do it?
4: Uh, well, we do it with savory ground beef covered,
1: covered
2: in tangy, tangy marinara. marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza.
0: And don't forget the meatballs.
2: Order now at papamurphys.com.
0: Dude, how good do those look? Oh my God. How all how good do those day, look? Hey bro. Dude, all I'm day. telling you, you put you you get the the hack is all you have to do is get a cheese pizza, get the meatball marinara, put the meatballs on the pizza. Sex. I want it. That's what it is. It's that's I mean I ooh, it's it's so good. It is so good. Teddy, I hope I lose the bet so that you'll do it. Uh let's see. Jeff Johnson says Jake is the salt on this show. LOL. I love it yeah well you know uh barfing chicken says lol ruined season sucks to suck see you next
1: season Yeah, you know what i mean <laughs> like like get your ass out of here bro your ankle's broken i don't mm-hmm. need crutches oh, on the sideline bro Bless up yeah maybe you should do oh. some more blessing
0: up next year oh my god that's hysterical that is awesome. Uh, Giggity says Nathaniel can't hack. It needs to go. Yeah. Yes, he does. You know what I mean? Lovern says Lovey Smith should be fired in Houston. Sorry. Uh, Jags are seven and three. No touchdowns and two safeties on a field goal. LOL. That would be an amazingly bad game. Um, let's go. Tittens is what Josh. Oh, did you mean Titans? My bad. Uh, Teddy Wayman says games are, are so much more entertaining when you have something on the line. I don't disagree with you. I'm
1: not that guy. I got to tell
0: you. I don't disagree I, they're,
1: with you. I, they're just, they're the same. The entertainment value for me is the same, dude. Really? Yeah. Bet oh. it, like putting, like a free pizza. Okay, cool. That's fun. But like, if I've got a hundred bucks on a game, it
0: stresses me out. I can't do it. Um. Let's see. Brett Robbins says, I'd rather have wings. You're crazy. Wings yeah. are good. But see, that's the thing. You don't have to do either or. Yeah, do both. Do both. Yeah, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you do both? The meatball, ah. the meatball marinara, it, it's one of the best pizza seasons of the year, I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm telling you. Just give it a chance. I am telling you. It is, it is amazing. Uh, safest coach in the NFL, Kyle Niners. Well, I actually think Kyle Shanahan was on the block before Jenny Garoppolo got back in there. Sorry, I thought you said Jenny Garoppolo. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. I think Sean McDermott in Buffalo, it, it bulletproof. I, Andy I think Reed. Andy Reid in Kansas City, bulletproof. Doug Peterson. Uh well, but he just got the job though. Well, still um, got the job. I think uh what's his name in Cincinnati? Oh, geez. The, uh Taylor. Um Oh my god. Are you Zach kidding me? Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor is as safe as it comes in Cincinnati. Um, I don't know about John Harbaugh in Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. I don't know. Lamar's got to stop getting hurt. I mean, I, I Sirianni in Philadelphia ain't going anywhere. No. Nah. Um, you can't tell me that... I mean, what it, Dayball and, with the Giants, I mean, that's a far-improved team. I think the safest coach is probably Sean McDermott in Buffalo. Buffalo. Right. I don't know what you guys think, but, you know. Uh, Barfing Chicken says, Jenny G on the 49ers is a penny in a room full of dimes. Well... Okay. I thought the Jenny Garoppolo NFL quarterbacks as women. It was funny, was dude. Fire. Yeah, it was awesome. Fire. Giggity says Chargers coach is in trouble, as he should be. As he should be. I mean, I, I just don't, but that's just me. <coughs> you know, Um. Josh says Pete from Seattle is pretty safe as well. Well, but he's not the safest coach, in my opinion. I don't know. I just think the Chargers should be far better. You disagree with me on that? Yeah, I I think Brandon Staley is a good coach, but that team should should be a playoff team every year. I mean, look at the talent they've added defensively. Yeah, they should be a playoff team every year. Well, and the other problem is their wide receivers can't stay healthy and they don't have a full-size NFL running back. They have Kyler Murray at running back. Yeah. You know, I'm just being a jerk now. Uh, Like the show and the use of the promo code, Monty25, good morning. Like the show. Use the promo code Monty twenty five. Good morning. Thank yeah. you.
1: Grow the program.
0: You know what I mean? Appreciate it. How are we that.
1: doing on likes? Where are, uh, at?
0: where are we at on likes today, guys? Uh we are at thirty-eight. We have about five hundred views on the show so far this morning. Um and we have thirty-nine likes. All eighty seven of you that are here watching the show, let's go. Let's go. By the way, we
1: will have a uh, a special program
0: for you tomorrow morning since we're not doing a live show. Yeah, this is our last live show of 2022. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Isn't, isn't it? that nutty that this is it is already you guys the last live show of 2022? Program um and it is the last live program of 2022. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> um the last live program of 2022 and what a year it's been yeah thanks to our friends at the advocates uh the the best injury attorneys in the business the advocates uh you never come out of your pocket to be represented by the best injury attorneys in the business the advocates don't charge you consultation fees they don't nickel and dime you to death they don't charge you retainers they help you defer your medical bills so that you can focus on getting back to the best version of yourself after an accident. That's why you go to the advocates, the advocates.com. You can chat with a lawyer online 24 seven at the But yeah, I mean, uh, real quick, before we get to the Yaya's, um, it's been a crazy year. Obviously we moved into the Maverick center, yep. um, built this studio with the Wayman brothers, like just crazy. Um, the development of the show and, and, We've added, and I, I can look it up. I don't know how many, but I think we've added 5,000 subscribers to the show this year. Yeah. We're at 8,805. We're just 195 Come on, away people. Come from through. jazz tickets. Pull through. Let's go. 195 away from jazz tickets. That's unbelievable. Let's go. Um, but I think the thing that's so incredible is that you guys have really supported the show and i appreciate that in more ways than i can even describe because without you guys we don't have a show yeah um and we are not the pretentious we're the best in the business even though we are uh we're not the pretentious guys on this program that program that are like hey you know we fully realize that if you guys didn't watch this show every day we wouldn't have a show so i really appreciate the fact that you guys are here every day that you hit the like button uh, because it really helps the channel grow, I just really appreciate you guys. Uh, Mike Maple says, "Keep up the likes, guys, for the program for the nine thousand goal." Yeah, I mean, if we can get to your life supposedly changes at ten thousand program, but you can't get to ten thousand without being at nine thousand, man. Yeah, two. We only have a hundred and ninety five to go to nine thousand. Yeah, dude, that's insane. That's yeah. absolutely 40, 50 insane. a day have been added. That's insane. Josh Levern says Gonzaga is the best program in Spokane, Washington. Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Let's talk. Utah Jazz basketball on the Monty show. It is the Jazz and the Washington Wizards tonight. Yeah. Uh at the Viv, brought to you by our good friends at Tri Day Trading. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. I'm just asking you to go watch a free webinar. Tridaytrading.com. Slash Monty, no obligation, no cost, free webinar. You want to support the show? Smash the like button. Go watch the webinar at TridayTrading.com while we talk Utah Jazz basketball. Um, The Jazz are favored by six and a half points tonight. Right. 229 is the number. Uh Is Kyle Kuzma a star? The Utah running (coughs) to alum is in town tonight. Where are you at with this? How do you feel about it? Is Kyle Kuzma a star? He's a 4A guy. He's a guy
1: that can come in, take over one game every five, and win you one game every five, and then he'll disappear the next night. That's who he is. He's he's no better than Jordan Clarkson, in my opinion. He's no better than any guy that that is not a superstar but can give you 30 a night, right? Like he's yeah. That's just who Kyle Kuzma is, and I think... You know, like Kyle Kuzma is no better than Tyler Hero, in my opinion. He is a little more consistent, but if we're talking about profile and, and, you know, reputation, they're the same guy, in my opinion. You are the same guy. And to me, I think Kyle Kuzma can contribute and be a contributing factor on a championship team, but he's certainly not some guy that's going to take you to the promised land like a Kevin Durant or a Giannis would. You know, like that's not... Who Kyle Kuzma is now if you're Kyle Kuzma you're telling everybody that you're the best thing in the league and and nobody can guard you right you're just gonna heat check the whole game that's what you're telling people but if we're being honest no he's not a superstar he's not you know he's an all star caliber player but he's not that top end top cut guy that I think he would like to be perceived as I think he's grown a lot in his career I think he's really built his body. You can see a major difference from when he started out to where he is. So I think he's a hell of a player, but I don't think he's some superstar, you know, take you to the NBA finals type guy.
0: I think he is a guy that can he carry your team for short stretches he can. Um, I don't believe that Kyle Kuzma is what the Lakers are missing. I, I don't. I think that Braun wants him back on the team because I think he's a known commodity, mm-hmm. right? I don't think he's the guy that the Lakers are missing. and And what I see in Kyle Kuzma is a rapidly developing player. And I still don't think we've seen the best out of him. What he was with the Lakers, he was that guy that was on mute, right? Like you never heard from him. You never heard about him because he was always overshadowed. He got to to Washington. Washington, Mm -hmm. where you have a guy in Brad Beal who's always injured. He misses a lot of games. Kyle Kuzma fills that void. Kyle Kuzma is on the runways in New York fashion shows. like He's that cool, neat, hip figure. He's that guy that kids like to watch. He's that guy who just there's something about him that makes him hip and cool and popular with your fan base. But he's not that guy, pal, who you can give the ball to and say, hey, go win me a game. Yeah, I don't believe that that's who Kyle Kuzma is. Again, I think he's Laurie Markkinen, but with more personality. That's what Kyle Kuzma is. You're a not second, that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not yeah. that guy. I think he's a second or third option on a, on a on a very good team, Jake. And I think if he's your best player, you're not probably going to win a championship.
1: Yeah, I like that comparison. He's Laurie Markkinen with more personality. I like that comparison a lot. I mean, I, I think that obviously, you know, they're built differently. Laurie's a seven-footer. Like, you know, obviously their games are a bit yeah. different. But really, at the end of the day, you look at the impact they have on the game they're basically the same guy they just play a different position and to me you know there there are several of these guys in the league you know and and so that's why i say no he's not some you know 45 50 million dollar a year guy he's certainly that's not. not who he is I, I would pay kyle anywhere between 27 and and probably 33 34 million a year that's where i'd be happy to pay him by nba standards and i think that you know, as far as the Jazz are concerned, yeah, they could probably use a Kyle Kuzma, but I don't want Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Clarkson on the same team. No, I'm I would not,
0: agree with that. I'm
1: not interested in that. I'm interested in 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 trading um, some of my assets to get a, a true, clean-cut, cold-blooded point guard. Because I love Mike Conley, but he's just hurt too much, you know? And I think this team with a point guard that could play every single night, uh, you know, could play, you know, let's call it 75 games. I think if you had a point guard who who had Mike Conley's ability but could play 75 games, this team would be way different. This team would be way more consistent. This team would perform at their best level for this squad and this roster. Uh, you know, six, seven nights out of ten instead of three, four nights out of ten, which is where they are right now in my opinion. Three or four games out of 10, you're going to get their best, and they're going to win those games, right? But then six, seven nights out of 10, you're going to get Jordan Clarkson perusing the paint, picking up his dribble, and turning it over. That's what you're going to get right now. So that's why I say I like watching Kyle Kuzma play basketball, but he's not Brad Beal. He's not Jason Tatum. He's not any of these top-end guys. He's just not.
0: Yeah, I I would agree with that. And it it doesn't mean that Kuz is a bad player, because certainly he's not. But we, we have to at some point in this league. And I think this is a major problem with the Lakers. Like, look at LeBron James. Is LeBron James still able to be the best player on a championship team? Yeah. I think it's really close. If he's the best player on a championship team, you need a dynamic number two. Kyle Kuzma is not a dynamic number two, right? I think you need a number two. And you need two, three guys that can knock down The three at a 35 to 40% clip if you're the Lakers to try and win a championship. I think that's what LeBron James is. But make no mistake about it, Kyle Kuzma can be one of the best players on a championship team. But if you're Boston, if you are, you know, like look at Golden State. Golden State's in real trouble. I don't know how to break this to you. Yeah, Golden State's in real trouble. And I know that you are unbelievably disappointed. You cried yourself to sleep last night. Yeah, it was internal for you last night.
2: That's an issue.
0: Because they got blown out again. Yeah. And it was ugly. And Steph Curry is not what this team is missing. They're missing, you know, actual quality basketball. (coughs) That's what they're missing. Steph Curry doesn't fix what happened last night. They got blown up last night. They gave up 91 points in the first half to the Nets. That's not Bro, Steph what are you Curry. are talking about, man? I don't I care you what said anybody 91 says. 91 in the first half. 91 points in the first half. And Kevin Durant really didn't play in the second half. Dude. Like, it is unbelievable to me. The Golden State Warriors are this bad. And it's inexplicable, really. If we're being honest. It's inexplicable that the Golden State Warriors are this bad. Uh-oh. Like I, I just don't, I yeah, don't, I, mean, I, I, I don't th- understand. Th-
1: it. I think that you know Steve Kerr is is having to write a, a a handbook on how to deal with hey my team sucks with the press. You know like you're 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 hearing him say things like every team goes through this and every team hits rock bottom and every team you know whether it's fatigue or injury or otherwise is going to have. A tough stretch the problem steve as much as i love you bro the problem is is that you're, this tough stretch has been the whole year it's not like it's been seven games and you guys have just looked trash i don't care who you are 91 and a half mm. is absolutely utterly embarrassing and,
0: 46 in the first quarter 45 in the second quarter. yeah that
1: adds up to 91 and a half Ooh. what you typically give up in what a game 40 minutes in 45 a game minutes yeah in a game like and so to me i just i look at this and i say yeah steph curry not having steph is a huge loss of course but that's i agree that's not why you're giving up 91 and a half like, you
0: didn't play steph or clay last night i understand that those are two decent defensive pieces but draymond green scoring two points in 23 minutes a Jordan Poole is a superstar, and he's going to be the net. No, he's not. 13 points in 26 minutes? Your best player last night was by far James Wiseman, who I actually thought probably played his best game as a pro, not, be, not because of the statistics, but because it seemed like he finally understood how to you know operate at the NBA level. Yeah, This team's in real trouble now. By the way, I would remind you that Meyer and we, the beloved Brooklyn Nets, scored 143 points without Carrizzle. Yeah. Kyrie did not play in that game. Yeah. And I would just point out my friends that they got double digits from all of their starters and they got 16 off the pine uh, and, and again Edmund Sumner good old Eddie Sumner. Yeah. Ed is dominating. Yeah. That guy is a legit legit contributor off the bench Patty Mills is shooting it well Ben Simmons is defending it well yeah. Let's see
1: what they can do in the playoffs. Daddy done Don't told learn, you. Learn your I lesson. Warned you. Learn your lesson. I warned you. You told us last year, too. Learn your lesson. I warned, they can I, do it in the regular season. You, Let's see what it's like in the postseason. it's
0: not my fault that Kevin Durant wears a size 37 shoe. <laughs> um. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. I love talking the NBA. Yeah, I don't know same. if you guys can see that, but I do. Uh, Josh Leverett says, pool for Towns. Who says no? No. You, I say no. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want you, Carl Anthony that. Towns. Uh, the ending to the Jazz versus Warriors game perfectly describes the Warriors season so far. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. You just melted down. Like, you just could not execute. Teddy, that's a that's a great point. That is a great point. Brett Robbins says, LeBron going to sign with Cleveland on vet minimum to win two more chips before he retires. Nah, he's not leaving L.A his kids are too entrenched in LA. Um he loves going to his kids games. He loves them coming yes, yes, to his yes. games. And I think Bronny is exploding on the scene now. He has really turned into an unbelievable player. I think he wants the, his two sons to play with the Lakers like I I think that's a big deal. Yeah. Uh let's see George, Josh Leverett says Golden State uh high mileage Warriors. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. It, it all father time is undefeated, But again, man.
1: you're seeing you're seeing their draft process and their and their young guys being tested now. And I think that, yeah, last night was utterly embarrassing and totally unacceptable. However, would anyone be surprised two months from now if they you know played spoiler for playoff teams? Like, well, hey, we're not going to the playoffs, but we remember Brooklyn when you put up ninety-one and a half and embarrassed us, and Kyrie was in his ugly ass sweater dancing on the bench. We remember that. And we're gonna we're gonna ruin your season. So don't be surprised if Steve you know, Steve Kerr and Company find a way to get this team going. But I agree, they well, are in trouble, but they but I would not be surprised trouble. to see if they
0: bounce back. And by the way, Bob Byers still has not signed a contract extension. Which is
1: unbelievable
0: to me. Their I don't general understand manager.
1: it I don't know if that's a Bob thing or what, but that's unbelievable
0: to me. I don't know. Uh UC Regent Gumby says guys, 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 good morning, guys. Right, right. Good Ryan. morning, Gumby. Hey Gumby guys. have had, hey ha- and I, I know that you have. Hey guys. I'm assuming you've watched the free webinar at trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Uh, you know that our NBA talk and jazz talk is always brought to you by our friends at trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Hook it up today. Make sure that you are watching that free webinar. Make sure that you are registering, watching it. It's no obligation, and I'm telling you, As I say every day multiple times, day trading is absolutely a route to financial freedom and prosperity for you and your family. You just have to take the simple step of watching a free no no obligation webinar. And there are people today um, on December 22nd who are gonna pocket $1,000. Are you going to make $1,000 today? I don't know, you're probably not. And if you're not, you need to get to trydaytrading.com slash Monty, are you gonna make 100, are you gonna make $500 today? Me? You're not? Well, go ahead and get to tradetradingcom slash Monty because there are people who have gone through the Triday Trading Program in mass numbers, making hundreds and thousands of dollars every single day because they went through the Tradetrading.com program. They teach you, they coach you, they mentor you. They continue that education and that mentorship throughout your trading career And the best part is when you're ready to actually make live trades, you do that with their money, not your money. And if you make money with TridayTrading.com's money, they split the profit with you. Hook it up today, free, no obligation webinar, TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Make sure you tell them you heard about it. On the Monty Show, uh, Josh Leverett says, don't think Golden State would get up uh, for spoiler hoops. Yeah, I, I don't know what Golden State becomes. What becomes of Golden State? That's what they have to figure out. Uh, Because I don't even at this point, I don't know that I could say they're going to be a playoff team at this point. And I think when you're a a game and a half out of Minnesota in the West for the last playoff spot. The Rudy Goberts. Who, by the way, Rudy Gobert was back with the team last night. We'll Uh talk about that in a minute. But I just don't think Draymond Green can play at a high level anymore. Watching last night, that's what stood out to me. He just looks like a dude that's out of gas. Yeah. I don't think he's ever recovered to this point from the finals last year where he just looked gassed. Yeah. Where he just looked exhausted. He doesn't have the same jump in his step anymore. And he never was a great three-point shooter, but he could knock a couple down a game. He's not even doing that anymore. He's not a great rebounder. He's still a really high-level defender. But you're seeing the erosion of Draymond Green's skill set. And I just... When I look in the West and I see Sacramento fighting their asses off and you look at that team and you start asking yourself, like, who are the up-and-coming teams in the NBA Western Conference? Yeah, Sacramento's got to be in that conversation now. There's just just no other way to avoid that. Um, Every Laker starter is in double figures. Now, they only got 22 points off their bench last night. But every starter, Lonnie Walker, again, I will just keep saying that name. Lonnie Walker's a a 20-point-a-night guy in this league. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. But Walker, Schroeder, Pat Bev, Thomas Bryant, and LeBron James all in double figures. LeBron was unbelievable last night. And they still lost by 14 to the Sacramento Kings. Because they don't play defense. Well, they don't. Sabonis, that Sabonis trade looks like an absolute home run. You look at, at Herter last night, 26 points on three of seven from three. Like, they have a complete roster you have guys on that bench that are competing you have guys on that bench you get 10 points out of a a bench contributor for sacramento and that's almost like 20 on any other team right because you have such a balanced starting five sacramento should scare you if you're not following the kings they should scare you you look at who else in the west i don't think there's any doubt the jazz are up and coming i don't view them as some team that is just rebounding off of, you know, repping, wrecking their roster. Yeah. That team's up, up and coming. The Clippers are far better than five over 500. They're 19 and 14. When that team's healthy, that, that team is the best team in the but Western again, Conference. And I
1: have to say, how long are we going to ask that question? When this team is healthy, like at some point, they got to get healthy.
0: Well, I think you're seeing that, and having watched most of this game the other night, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard look great. I, I just I, I don't know how else to describe it. They look like they are refreshed when they're on the floor, and I know we're managing their loads, right? Managing their loads, but Paul George and Kawhi Leonard look really good, and I I still maintain that Reggie Jackson has a lot to offer on that Richie. team. I think that Nick Batum is is still a very high level three point shooter in this league. I think that y- you you're getting. Norman Powell contributions. I think Luke Kennard's a guy that can score 15 to 17 points in any given day, depending on what the role is that they need him to play. Like I'm telling you, that's the best team in the Western Conference when they're right. Yeah, it it it's not close. I but I also don't happen to be a Denver guy. I'm not somebody that's like, oh my God, Jokic. If Nikola Jokic doesn't play for Denver, are they a playoff team? No, they're not. No, he is the whole. Which is line why for his that.
1: MVP case is strong. Because I think that he is so important. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. And I think that, you know, when he's dropping 40-point triple doubles, you know, a game or two out of 10, I mean, you're going to win. You're going to win those games. You just are. And I think that Jokic is somebody who is not super fun to watch, but he's extremely
0: efficient and extremely productive. And he's a good team guy. Who do you guys think is the best team in the NBA right now? In the comments section, let's get it rolling. Who do you think is the best team in the NBA right now? I think, man, I think I can make a case that Donnie and the Cavs are playing the best basketball in the NBA. Did you guys see, like, they pretty well handled Milwaukee last night. And Giannis still had 40. And Donovan Mitchell was just a more impactful player. It's pretty remarkable how much him and Jared Allen complement each other. Yeah. Like Jared Allen's defense last night, three, four, five times, led to fast break opportunities. And I I think mm, mm, mm.
1: Yeah, Donovan Mitchell's development is <clears throat> clear. I I think that Donovan is just better. I think that he his shot taking, his shot selection is better. So he's making more of the shots that he does take. I think that his ability to understand that that he can play you know, pick and roll that he can. Yeah. Like he can pass. Like, like, yeah, he can. And I think that, that Jared Allen is somebody who needs a guy like that. Jared Allen thrives when you put him in good positions. He's not like, there are some guys like you play pick and roll with who it's like, all right, yeah, he may dunk this or he may lay it up. No, Jared Allen can posterize anybody provided that you give him a running start to the basket. And I think that that's invaluable to have on a team. Like I, I, I think that they have really nice balance. And by the way, this whole concept of, hey, Donnie's on that team, so the spotlight's off at Darius Garland makes them way better because now Darius Garland doesn't feel like he's got to carry his load through the team, right? Darius Garland can just do him, and it turns and out again, to be 30 a night
0: most nights. Again, I know Salty Drunk yesterday lit us up over this. Who didn't play for the Bucks last night? Mm. Chris Middleton, and they miss him when he does not play, and I love Drew Holiday. What, Joe Ingles wasn't getting it done? Oh, my God. Did you see Donnie toying with Joe Ingles? Yeah, I think Joe Ingles is still <laughs> looking for a map. Jeez. Donovan Mitchell, if you didn't see it, Donnie toyed with Joe Ingles at times last night. But, yeah, I, 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 look, at, I look at Garland. I think you're exactly right about Darius Garland. Now that they, he's not in the middle of the spotlight the entire night, like, I think he's a better player for it. Real. I mean, him, though. like, Jared Allen, Darius Garland, and Donovan Mitchell are a problem. That, that team's a problem. Look, but look at the points. Seriously. So how many points did Donnie have last night? 36 on 15 of 16 from the free throw strike. What did Garland have? Garland had 23, 2 of 5 from 3, 3 of 4 from the line, but four boards, two dimes, and a steal. You see what I mean? So Donovan is the best player, but Darius is putting up numbers. But what's the number on Donovan Mitchell that really matters? It'd be this guy right here, two turnovers. They, he plays 37 minutes, takes 21 shots, and only turns it over twice yeah like that's a big freaking deal dude and they only played eight guys um and karis levert it, i'm t- again yeah Seti Osman, kevin love i think has given them huge cont- nine boards and five dimes last night yeah nine boards and five dimes that's damn good
1: production for a bench guy
0: i think i could make the argument I think I could make the argument that that team's going to be a problem in the postseason. I don't know that they can score enough against Boston defensively, but we'll see. All right, who do you guys think is the best team in the NBA right now? Tyler P says the Celtics. I, I think it's hard to argue that. Uh, California 2023 says the Clips. Dude, I'm, I'm, I think I'm with you on the Clippers in the West. I think the LA Clippers, I know I'm stupid and I'm, you know, I'm, we say it every year. <laughs> I know. And you hold me accountable for that. Uh Cavs looking really good. Teddy says yes, they are. Nets are nine and one in their last ten. They're hot. They're playing good basketball. Yep. But Kevin Durant is just bawling his ass off. Yeah. Like that. I he doesn't look like a guy that should be a good basketball player, but that he's just stupid good. Yeah. I I I don't yeah, I love watching him play. I love it. Uh, San Diego State, what's up? His, San Diego State's kid is going to Cal to play football. You know? Why? Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Uh, California2023 says, I agree. He is, uh, he is an all-around player. Who are you talking about? Uh, Tyler P says, once Middleton is healthy, Bucks are the best team. But I don't know that he he's starting to strike me. Chris Middleton with a K is starting to strike me as a guy that's not going to be healthy again. Think that's hip Because multiple NBA final or runs, one finals appearance into the Olympic tournament. Dude. Yeah. A lot of basketball. A lot of basketball. California says Garland for MVP. Eh, come nah, on. Take it easy. Come on.
3: Take
1: it uh,
0: easy. K Nuren says Don takes Cleveland to the playoffs in a championship. I think there's a real good chance they're they're... Competing in the the Eastern Conference Finals this year or next year, we'll see. I mean, Donnie yeah. never stays healthy, that's for sure. Uh, Tyler or let's see, San Diego State says Tyler P. The Bucks would have uh, been my choice, but for that reason, Middleton not being healthy, I, I it's huge. Yeah, it's it, he's such an important player. Uh, California says Clips Neville ninety three says the Denver Nuggets look scary. I don't know why I'm saying that, but they look good, and Cleveland looks good too. I don't, I, there's always something missing with, with Michael Malone and right. the, and the, the Denver Nuggets. There's, f- there's just something there that's missing. And I don't know what that is. Yeah. Cause they're a better team this year than they were last year, but I still don't think they're a playoff team without, without dad bod. I really don't. Yeah. They, they need him for sure. Yeah. Jokic is the whole thing there. Uh UC uh Region Gumby says go Bears. Barfing chicken says don't know anything about basketball. Still the Dolphins win the finals in three. Well, you know, listen. Dilly Dilly. Fast break to a tongue of eye your daddy yeah, is that's really a good take.
1: That's a good take. You know.
0: Uh Middleton and Drayman are on the same path in their NBA career now. Well, I, I just think they've both played so much basketball. Yeah. Father of Time's undefeated, Jeremy Bolton, the mayor of Montytown. Well, well, well. Well, hey, how about those Bulls last night? Man, speaking of Jeremy Bolton, did you see Caruso's concussion? Oof, yeah, Caruso's in concussion protocol, and they the see I've avoided talking about the Bulls. Um, I've avoided it. Um, because they're pissing me off. You know, like that team. The final two minutes of the game. <laughs> and actually, I think in the in the final 35 seconds of the game, the Atlanta Hawks ran the exact same play twice and Nikola Vucevic did the exact same thing twice, which was chose not to defend the rim. And they got a layup and a, an alley-oop dunk. Yeah. The Bulls are so bad defensively if Caruso's not in the lineup. And I, h- h- how are you reliant on Alex Caruso's defense, which, again... He's an elite defender and role player. But they got lucky to win that game last night. Now, Zach Levine hit a huge shot. DeMar hit a huge shot. John Collins was in the unenviable position. And if you've ever played basketball, you know, a long a long shot that's an air ball is impossible to catch. Yes. Like, it's really difficult. So DeMar is with four seconds on the line, on the game, hello, on hello. the clock. Game's on the line, they're tied. DeMar DeRozan in the corner, like, tries his fadeaway three that's an he's, air he's, No, it wasn't. And it hit John Collins in the chest right off them man titties. Um, And it I, went, I'm so
1: hold on, hold on. I thought you just said right off them man titties.
0: Yeah, what? Bro. It did. The it, nomenclature is his chest. Oh, okay, my bad. It hit him right in those man titties. And um, it bounced right to Io Desumu, who laid it up and in. And the Bulls won the game. <laughs> but please, please. And Dabo, if you're listening, please reach out to your close friend, Jesus Christ. Right, right. <laughs> because the Bulls need to tear that thing down.
2: In God's name, image, and likeness.
0: Tear that thing down, Dabo. Please. We really did. The, the Bulls are <laughs> terrible. I, it is so frustrating to watch. And again, I'm just going to say... Again and again and again, can I just have one team in Chicago that's worth a damn? The Cubs, you're embarrassing. The uh, Hawks are terrible. The Bulls are terrible. The Bears are terrible, and the White Sox nobody cares. Like it no, they're not a team in Chicago. Like
2: And that's how I look at it.
0: All I can do is hope the Chicago Fire eventually wind up playing
2: football
0: right. and they might win the MLS Cup. Pricks. So frustrating. The Bulls are terrible. Terrible. Program. Yeah. What program? They don't have a program. Carlin LeFevre, good morning. One perception of the Nuggets was the whole league's perception of the Jazz a couple of years ago when they led the West, just missing something. It is. It's really odd. They're just. Yeah. Yeah. Monty, not my kid going to play wide receiver at Cal, but my nephew. Oh, excuse me. So it's in the bloodline.
2: In God's name, image, and likeness. (laughs)
0: That is so cringy out of Dabo Sweeney. It is. It really is. It is It is so bad out of Dabo. Yeah, I'm actually... You, Dabo Sweeney is a... Do you guys like Dabo Sweeney? I'm going to play this clip. While I'm playing this clip, in the comments, do you guys like Dabo Sweeney? Because this just weirds
2: me. Getting through it, and I, honestly, I mean, for me, we, we built this program on NIL. We really did. And, and I, it's probably different than what you're thinking, though. We, we built this program uh, in God's name, image, and likeness. And that's how I look at it. Program. Stop it. Program. Stop it. Stop it. Program. <laughs> this is
0: so awkward to me. This is like one of those ones where, and you can see it on his face. He's like, we built this program on program. A program we built this program on biscuits and gravy and nil. Different
2: than what you're thinking, though. But it's
0: not how you think about nil in like name, image, and likeness. (laughs) We turn
2: to the Almighty Jesus Christ in God's name, image, and likeness. Like it's so weird to me. We turned wine into footballs. We turned wine into cold hard cash. We really did.
0: This is so awkward. And it's not a believe in Christ or don't believe in Christ. And I totally get it. Athlete guy stands up there after he wins a championship. Praise up. Bless up. Totally get it. Bless up. Totally get it. But football coach saying that he built the NIL program in the program
2: out of Jesus Christ. In God's name, image, and likeness. No, you didn't. Now,
0: I've read the Bible twice. God bless. Okay, well, once. But the other time, it was read to me. I saw, I saw that Denzel movie, The Book of Eli. I we know really what the Bible says. And it doesn't say, if you'd like to uh, get the highest recruits, go ahead and call my son Jesus Christ. Now, he's the son of a Jewish carpenter.
2: He'll build you a whole lot practice facility. It's probably different than what you're thinking, though. <laughs> This is so awkward, dude. It's so
0: awkward. And then Arlington Bears rolls down here. Wow, the Chicago Sky wanted. Is really that the did. is that the NWSL team? Then is I don't know who the, <coughs> it's the WNBA team. But that's not the point, right? That's not the point. I don't know. I I, I don't know. This is just me, man. I have no idea. Josh Lumbert says Monty has his own urban dictionary vernacular when it comes to sports double meanings. Yeah. It does. And I don't even, listen, I don't pretend to to have the proper nomenclature. What I what I do know is, is that I am cringed out. I'm weirded out by Dabo Sweeney. Program. I am weirded out. Uh, breaking news out of the National Football oh, League.
1: Jalen Hurts is out. Is
0: uh, that what it is? One of my guys uh, at uh, ESPN texts me to say, uh, Monty, uh, it's official YouTube TV and the NFL Sunday ticket are done. Let's go. Wow. Let's go. How about that?
2: That's what I'm talking about, How dude. How about that? In God's name, image, <laughs> and likeness.
0: You're such a jerk! Oh my god, you are such a jerk! Come on, come on, <laughs> No, but For real, that's amazing. I'm hyped on that. Oh, that's, that's seriously awesome. Oh
2: my god.
0: Um, I just think it's interesting that you have a situation where, um, you know, it, it that the NFL Sunday ticket, and there's a story right there. Um, once Apple exited the talk, things moved very quickly. Less than a week after a report emerged that Apple, the long-standing front runner for the Sunday ticket, from DirecTV pulled out. Google YouTube has a deal in place with the NFL. The NFL announced on Thursday morning that starting in 2023, the Sunday ticket will be available only through YouTube. Let's go. It will be an add-on package for YouTube TV and a standalone option for the YouTube primetime channel. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Wow, that's incredible.
1: Now, this goes right to, though. See, again, and I'm happy to have this conversation. Ryan Smith, let's get it going, bud. Let's get it going, because now... Now I'm real close to cutting the cord. I'm real close now because I don't, for me personally, like we're a little different on this. I don't watch a lot of just regular TV. I'm a sports guy if I'm watching TV at home. So to me, Sunday tickets on YouTube TV, I can get, you know, the NHL package or NBA or whatever. Like you can get those packages. So to me now, all that's left is the jazz coming out and making YouTube TV available to watch jazz games. That's it.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's interesting, and I'm sorry to be distracted because, like, 10 things are happening at once. Um, Jaron Hall has uh, apparently accepted an invitation to the Senior Bowl, which isn't that an indication that you're going to the National Football League draft? Yeah. That's a big deal. I need to uh, do some further uh, research on that. Um, but, you know, it is. Um, it's interesting to see exactly... Uh, what this means to BYU, and if this is indeed the indicator um, that Keaton Slovis is coming to uh, to BYU. Right. And is Keaton Slovis a guy that you feel like can be your next starting quarterback? Uh, yeah, boy, there it is right there. Officially from the... Um, and let me see if I can get a screen grab on that for you. Officially from the Senior Bowl account... Uh, Jaron Hall has accepted an invite to the Reese's senior bowl. Uh, so this is a, this is a big to do now. Um, yeah, I don't like, how do you react to this?
1: I I have to be honest. I don't love how Jaron's handled this. If I'm being totally honest, like I think that he's waited too long. Like, I think that he'll get drafted in my opinion, but I, I think that it would have been better to just be like, yeah, I'm, I'm foregoing the, the ball game because
0: I'm going to the league. Yeah, I don't love this idea that that he he waited this long. Um I mean, I'm guessing that he must have uh I'm I'm pu- this is pure speculation, but I am guessing that Jaron Hall must have gotten a grade back that he liked. Uh in the NFL draft uh process. Yeah. He um, must have.
1: He must have and I, and I think that you know, yeah. As far as Keaton Slovis is concerned, Keaton Slovis doesn't excite me even a little bit. I think he's a game manager. He's not dynamic. You know, it just is what it is. Like, I mean,
0: how do you, if if you're BYU, how do you, um, how do you react to this? Uh, I, I mean, I feel like, I feel like this. Is, there's no way back from this now. Yeah, um, I he mean, didn't, and this explains why he didn't play in the New Mexico Bowl. Um, I, this also tells me that by this invitation that you're looking at on the screen, um, that he is, it's up in the air and he probably got a mid round grade because the only reason that a a high level quarterback goes to the senior bowl and we'll see if he plays in the game, the only reason you go to the senior bowl is to get exposure to scouts and NFL executives. Right. That's why you go to the senior bowl. Yeah. And I'm curious to see exactly how all this plays out now because Jaron Hall is a hugely important figure in the grand scheme of things because Jacob Conover transferred. Um and that should have been your QB in waiting. And I just don't think you have a, a quarterback in the program who can fill his shoes. Yeah. And I don't think that you added one on uh in the early signing period. And I think this is a huge moment in time. Um for the for the Utah or excuse me for BYU football. Yeah,
1: I just think there's a lot of instability heading into the Big 12. That's what I think. I think that you've brought in new coaches, You're, you're starting quarterbacks going to the league, like you're having to go out and recruit a quarterback like so I'm telling you guys, the bench is not like, the, the the goal is 10 wins, but the expectation is four. I'm telling you four wins should be your expectation. And I'm not not even trying to hate. I'm not trying to be salty or nothing. I'm telling you a realistic expectation should be four. Four wins in your first year in the Big 12 because, because you've lost Jaren now. Like, you're moving on now. Now we're going to get a brand new, totally new BYU football team overall. And I think that that... You know, I'm not going to sit here and say it's scary. I think it's the nature of the beast. But when we're sitting here this morning talking about NIL and transfer portal and money and everything, you know, forgive me for not caring so much about these kids after college football because it's not Kalani's job to make sure you got a job after college football. It's his job to win football games. So to me... I think oh, I don't I, know about that. I, okay, well, tell me how I'm wrong. How, how does he have any responsibility to what you look like
0: after you're done at BYU? I think very clearly, he Kalani Sataki has a has a responsibility. I think Kalani Sataki has a duty, if you will. I mean, to make sure that he is setting up the kids at BYU uh, that are in his football program for success in life the next time we hear about making men at BYU will not be the first time and football being fifth. And you have a, a huge responsibility here. I also think this is probably the right thing for Jaron Hall. Um, because if he comes back and goes to the big 12, and I think this offensive line is going to be spectacular next year. Connor Pay is coming back. I mean, obviously uh, Kingsley Suamataia, I think is absolutely an NFL prospect at right tackle. Um, I think Your your offensive line room is loaded. Your wide receiver room is loaded. But you're playing in the Big 12 now every single week. And Jaron Hall has not shown an ability to stay healthy. And I think that's going to crush his draft stock. He's got to go to the senior bowl and ball out. He's got to show everything that he can show. And he's got to get healthy. Whatever this ankle slash foot injury is, he's got to show that he's ready to go. And I think if I'm Kalani Sataki, I'm advising him to go. And I absolutely think that Kalani has a a responsibility, as every football coach in this country does, to make sure that their kids are set up to succeed.
1: Yeah, we disagree. I, I I mean, I think it's part of the nature of the beast that you're helping these guys get set up, but it's not his job to make sure that you you know that you got a job at Adobe or something, or that you that you certainly had like some great success afterwards. Like, Kalani yeah. Sataki needs to be more worried about winning football games than
0: making men, and I'm not sure that he is. Yeah, I think that that's a very interesting question. Uh, that's a very, very interesting question. I'm telling, you, I'm telling question. you,
1: everyone's too positive on this Big 12 move. You're going to the Big 12, and that's the right thing for you. But I'm telling you, do not have the expectation of seven wins. You're not no, winning I, seven I, I don't
0: think anybody's that optimistic. Interesting, Max Tuley will join us in 45 minutes on the program uh, obviously we're going to ask him about this. I mean, I think that this is a big loss for Jaron Hall. This is a, or for BYU. Jaron Hall is a big loss, but you, this is what big-time football programs do. I mean, you, you should have, it. but again, I think this goes back to, to Jacob Conover. And I think it's a mistake to not have prepared Jacob Conover better than you did. Why didn't they give him a shot? And why is nobody asking what happened with Jacob Conover? I don't understand that. I don't get it. Because Jacob Converse should be preparing to be the starting quarterback at BYU right now today. You need a guy in this program right now today that is preparing to be the starting quarterback for your first snap in, the, in, in spring football. It, sta- it starts today. Like, this is when it starts. There's no Christmas. There's no New Year's. There's preparing for the Big 12 if you're BYU football. Because I think when you look at what this program's going to do, you added a running back that I think is really going to make an impact on the on the club. You've got great wide receivers. You've got a great offensive line room. There's no more excuses at quarterback, in, 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 at BYU. It's unacceptable for quarterback you not to have a quarterback today. Yeah. And if Jared Hall was coming back, I'd have said, well, you know what? Yep, there you go. Jared's coming back. Okay, that's going to be a Band-Aid to the, to the football to the football program, but now Jaron's gone. And that means you've known Jaron's been gone for probably at least a week. You better get busy because Drew Pine and Keaton Slovis are not good enough. They're not good enough. Keaton Slovis, if he comes to BYU, this will be his third school flamed out at Pitt flamed out at USC. And now he's coming to BYU. That's, that's nothing to be excited about. Sorry, man. Like, and I know that everybody is like, oh, well, we won in the transfer portal. You didn't win in the transfer portal. Not a quarterback you didn't. So I think this is a huge moment in time. This yeah. is, And the fact that they waited so long. I would love to know how long they've known Jaron Hall's going to the Senior Bowl. Yeah. Because you can't tell me that was known today. That That I don't believe. I don't believe that. Barfing Chicken says, I'd be fine with a four-win season next year. The way things have been progressing, they have started a good foundation to build a good program on on, on top of.
3: Yeah,
0: We'll see. I mean... I'm not fine with a four-win season. I'm man. not I'm fine with not. a four-win I'm season. I'm just
1: not, but I think that that's what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. I don't care about the transfer portal. I don't care about... I just don't. They... they Listen, if Keenan Peely doesn't want to be here, he'd rather go be a, uh, you know, on Rocky Top. Knock yourself out, kid. Good luck. The Barringtons you want to go play dude, for Grimes.
1: I, I don't think that BYU's in that position. I don't think no. that you can just say, "Ah, oh, well, you want to go play somewhere else?" We'll but, see. But it. you
0: are, you are yeah. in this position. Mm. You are because you have no choice. Right. But you're not Utah. Right?
1: You're not Utah. You're not going out and, and recruiting all these guys. You're not going out and doing what they've already done. Right. Like if you had, and this is where we where we've disagreed a little bit. BYU doesn't have some influx of great talent coming into the program. They don't. I don't disagree with so, that. So, so I don't think you're in a position to say, hey, you Barringtons, you want to go to Baylor and, you know, you guys want to play there? All right, go ahead. No, that's not how I'm approaching it at all. Hey, why do you want to go to Baylor and what are we not providing you? If I can provide you that, will you stay? That's how you should be handling it, in my opinion, because I don't I just don't think that you're on the same again you're not on the same playing field as, as these other schools you're competing against. Yeah. I'm not saying that the honor code or the LDS faith is some like huge hurdle. They use those things as positives, but the fact of the reality is you're not just another D1 P5 school. That's you're not just that.
0: No, I think you have like, some hurdles. There's no doubt about it.
1: Yeah, so that's what I'm saying like I just I get fired up over this because I don't like the assertion that BYU is, is, is somehow should, should just be like, oh, well, this is what I say about the Jazz all the time. The Jazz are not in a position to be like, oh, well, if he doesn't want to play here, Donovan Mitchell can just go wherever the hell he wants. That you're not in that position, dude. You're not. Like, you're not the Knicks or
0: the Bulls or the Lakers or the Celtics. You're, you're not. You're not. I, I, and I'll be honest with you, I'd rather see Cade Fennegan get a get a shot to be the starting quarterback than Keaton Slovis. Exactly. I, I just yeah. I, I I'm not I'm not that guy, man. Like I just don't I don't buy into it. I really don't. I think you have to climb the mountain now. And let's bottom it out. Like let's 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 find a quarterback who can be here four years. Let's let's find that next guy. Because you've had a nice little run here from Taysom to Mangum to, you know, obviously Zachy Poo on to Jaron Hall. Like, Keaton Slovis isn't the next great BYU quarterback. It feels like you've taken I,
1: a step back.
0: Yeah, I, I would totally agree with that. Uh, 513 Bearcat says, as a Cincinnati fan, I would be fine if we can win three or four uh, wins for the first two years, but I need to see progress and competitiveness on the field. Agreed. Absolutely. 100%
1: agree. And,
0: and, I mean, you look at Cincinnati – you guys are in a really difficult slot because, you, I mean, you lose a, an incredibly, incredibly dynamic head coach in Luke Fickle. Like, that is – that's tougher than any quarterback. And that he went to Wisco and, you know, Cincinnati now is transitioning into the Big 12, like, that's a tough loss. Yeah. So I, I would agree with that. I I do. Uh, Boyd Lake says, BYU has an issue at at online that's convincing players to leave. I I, I don't agree with that. I don't think you're not losing uh, who I mean you're losing the Barringtons but and and that's a big loss I mean Clark Barrington's a hell of a uh alignment but you you're you're three four guys deep here it's not like like
1: Jaron said hey the offensive line is a problem so I'm going to the league yeah it's not
0: like I don't agree that there's a problem on the offensive line it's not like
1: Tyler Algier was like oh yeah hey I'm leaving because the offensive line sucks you know these guys not that you're saying that but like I, I, I guess I don't agree with that either. I don't I don't think that the it, guys are leaving because of the offensive line. I think guys are leaving because of NIL. I think guys are leaving because they want to get paid. Like, the Barringtons want to just play together. They're brothers. You get it. The, the Barringtons, the Fanos, the Nakua's. like, they all want to play together. And I totally respect that. I'm with that 100%. But, but I think that, and this is kind of where my concerns with Kalani creep in a little bit. Kalani is too nice. Always has been, and always will be, in my opinion. Until he shows me that he's an outright killer in the transfer portal, and and he's willing to go out and and like you know spend money and and kind of shade. I'm not saying do what Oregon did yesterday, but kind of start shading that direction a little bit. Let's oh. go out and poach some and people. That,
0: like by the way, that's what this Royal Collective's about. I yeah, mean, they, true. They, they, yeah. <laughs> and in a story we reported last week uh, here on the show and on Twitter um mitch harper confirmed it last night that that the royal collective is coming to byu and byu will make the announcement it's gonna be interesting to see how this is set up but um you know this is a this is a multi-million dollar collective of boosters and 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 supporters of the program um, that yeah are gonna are gonna try to make a difference in byu football yeah um you know, we'll, and we'll see how all that rolls out. I mean, it just—it just is what it is. As we talk about breaking news here on Football at Fifty, that uh, Jaron Hall is um, Jaron Hall is transferring to, or excuse me, he's going to the Senior Bowl. So that means he'll be going to the NFL. Um, but that's a huge deal. Our breaking news uh, is brought to you by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa Murphy's Pizza. Download the mobile app. Order on your phone. Use the promo code Monty 25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. And don't forget the Meatball Marinara is back at Papa Murphy's. Get that cheese pizza. Get those meatballs. Do it. Put them on the cheese pizza. It's the best, the best way to do it, man. I'm telling you, this is a huge moment in time uh, for Kalani Sataki and BYU. And the fact that uh, Jaron Hall is going to the Senior Bowl Boy, this one is a little. This one is a little. Is a little difficult to digest now because, I mean, I I have to believe, and we were told earlier this week that Keaton Slovis is, is coming to BYU, and we haven't reported because we haven't been able to confirm it. Um, and just texting with other BYU sources, nobody's been able to confirm it. I know he's been on campus. I know that he's toured the school and the football facilities. I know they've had routine contact with Keaton Slovis, um, but Keaton Slovis has not officially joined BYU. He's not, as far as I've been told, he's not enrolled at school for the, the coming semester. But I have to believe that Keaton Slovis is your starting quarterback next year. And that's great. It's in the Big 12. That's great. You have a guy with experience, but I think you need to invest in who's on the roster now. And that to me is really scary. Because I don't think that you have a, I don't think you have a guy here. Yeah, you don't. I, I don't think you have a guy. You don't have a, a Devin Leary. Um, you know, you don't have a DJ Uyunglele, um, who you can see starting for you for multiple years. Um, you don't have, you don't have that guy. And those are the best available quarterbacks in the portal. You know, a, a Grayson McCall to me is the guy that you. I hope you're chasing. Um, you know, the transfer from Coastal Carolina. Um, you know, Brennan Armstrong for Virginia, he's out there. Absolutely, Brennan Armstrong's a, a possibility. If I'm if I'm BYU, yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, like I, I just don't see that Hudson Carr is leaving Texas to come to BYU. I, I, I don't see that. I don't. That the biggest issue now is that like a guy like Spencer Sanders, who is I think the best quarterback in the portal, in my opinion, is he really going to leave Stillwater for Provo? Mm. I I would love to see Spencer Sanders be the one-year. If we're doing a one-year stop-back quarterback, stop-gap quarterback at BYU, I want it to be Spencer Sanders. I don't want it to be Keaton Slovis with with all due respect. Right. Give me Grayson McCall or give me Spencer Sanders. I don't want Keaton Slovis. I know that guy. I've seen that movie already. And I know that Keaton Slovis is an average quarterback. You need, when you're going into the Big 12, you need a prolific passer. You need somebody that can step in, be graceful under pressure, and run or deliver the football. Yeah. And to me. That's Spencer Sanders. That's Grayson McCall. That is not Keaton Slovis. Yeah, he's had multiple opportunities to do that, and he's not been able to come through and get that job done. Um, so for me, I just I I, I don't know. The next week is going to be critically important to BYU because the next quarterback has to be in here learning the system, yes. building chemistry and camaraderie. Um, I mean that's a that's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. Yeah and it is it's just to me it's this is a this is a crazy time um yeah everybody expects it to be everybody expects it to be keaton Slovis. every i mean every that's
1: unfortunate you know like that's
0: you know that's not the end of the world he's just not a guy that's individually going to win you games i think that's the thing that really stands out yeah he's not a guy that's going to individually win you games uh, Football 50, 10 of the hour. Every hour is presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. The Meatball Marinara is back at Papa Murphy's. At Papa
2: Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara.
1: Papa Murphy's, that's meatballs?
2: Oh, oh I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara?
3: And how do you do it, Dad?
1: How do I do it? How do I do it?
2: Uh, well, we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tang- tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at papamurphys.com.
0: Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use the promo code monty 25 And here's what I'm telling you, friends. Order order that cheese pizza on a regular crust and get the marinara meatballs. Chop them up. Put them on the pizza. It's bomb. Yeah. It is absolutely my favorite Papa Murphy's Pizza of the year. I love it. Uh, Hook it up. Make sure you use the promo code MONTI25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Rora says Sloven is a statue type pocket passer with mediocre arm talent and he's just not accurate under pressure. He's not accurate rolling the pocket. He's not he's not that guy, pal. Yeah. Like he is he is not that guy. You know like and and I want him to be. I want him to be that guy, well, but, but he's not that guy.
1: Yeah, and I and I just think that it's it... Again, it's just right now, unless there's some change, unless there's some big pickup in recruiting for BYU, it's just adding up to, okay, you lost some offensive line talent. Your starting quarterback went to the league, and now you're going to replace him with an average talent in Keaton Slovis. You don't really have, like, with all due respect to Chris Brooks and company back there, you don't really have some dynamic running back back there like Tyler Algier was, like, What is it that you're doing on offense
0: right now? You know what I mean? Like, that's
1: what I am really concerned about.
0: Yeah, I I don't, I don't, that's an, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that they know. I would hope, and this is, here's the problem. If this is Nick Saban, if this is Oregon and I am money, if this is just, if this is Kyle Whittingham, I don't worry about this. Yeah. But what I've seen in the program for the last six months program. terrifies me. It terrifies me. This is when we talk about where this the depths that this program fell to this year, those four straight losses and not many answers and 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 no like how all of a sudden have you gone from a dearth of quarterbacks to none? You do not have a quarterback. I would assume with Jared Hall going to the senior bowl that he's going to the draft. How do you not have, how do you not have depth at quarterback? Um, And, you know, again, I'm telling you, and I'm not a football coach, Cade Fennigan would be my starter today right now. I would give A-Rod the next eight months to get Cade Fennigan ready to go. Yeah. I don't care what happens in spring. Eight months, Cade's the guy. That's where I go. I'm not doing this whole can't throw let's run. I'm not doing that right i I just am well,
1: and let's be real about what we shouldn't be doing. we shouldn't be doing oh it's a quarterback competition. It's, no it's we're, not we're letting them compete. Soul Jay needs an opportunity right no what we need is to be prepared for for kickoff in the big 12 and that and this is where I'm telling you just telling you this is where I Kalani is concerning to me. I love the guy hear me clearly. Love love the guy. Love the love what he what he does overall in the big picture with the program. But but when we talk about being a killer, when we talk about doing what's right to allow you to win football games, there are a lot of times where he won't do that. He wants to say, oh, well, we're gonna have a competition and best man's gonna win and you know, we'll see how it plays out. Um, you know, and then you wind up doing soul for five weeks before Kate even gets a sniff. You know what I mean? Like that's my problem. So yeah, you don't have to worry about this. With with Kyle Whittingham, you certainly don't worry about this with with the Sabinator or Dabo yeah. or 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 you know whoever you want to look to Luke Fickle or Jimbo. Like you don't worry about it with these big time guys because they're just cold blooded about it. They just do what needs to be done to play their best talent. That's it.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a little scary. It really is a, a little scary. Lopes fan gives gives us a twenty five dollar Christmas gift. He says, "Merry Christmas, Casuals." Next round, of hot cocoa on me. Appreciate that, Appreciate man. Appreciate that, Gabe. Good to see you. Uh, Fenegan is that guy? Well, right now, because again, Soljay Mayava Peters is not the guy that you're like. Oh yeah, got to have it, right? Um, I mean, Jacob Conover's gone. Um, I don't even know who else you would. Who if else you would playing, go for? Who
1: has the best chance to be that guy? I think Kate has the best chance to be that guy.
0: Six to 190 pounds. Like the guy can really throw the football. I, I, why? I don't understand this whole philosophy at BYU of not giving quarterbacks opportunities. Like, what are they doing here? Are you doing nothing to develop those guys? Are you is Cade Finnegan been in the program now? Have you done nothing to develop him? Is that is that what we're saying? You've done. He's just not that guy. He's not ready because Conover. You didn't believe in him. You didn't give Jacob Conover, uh, even a, a, in my opinion, an opportunity to show what he can do. Yeah. And if if what we saw uh, out of Souljay is what he is, uh, that's not a quarterback um, that's ready to go. Um. So I don't know what the answer to that is. You've the thing that concerns you is you have a lot of tumult and turnover at a really critical time in your history. Yeah. When you're going into the Big Twelve, right. The guys on defense don't bother me whatsoever. The offensive line, I think you're so deep in the offensive line room that I don't think it's even, I I don't think you're that worried about it. I honestly don't. You got to get better at running back, and you've got to go and get two quarterbacks that can be your starting quarterbacks. And if that's what Keaton Slovis is here to do, I'm fine with that. If he's going to lose that job and And if you want to make Cade Fennigan prove he can beat out Keaton Slovis, if Cade Fennigan can't beat out Keaton Slovis, he's probably not a big-time quarterback anyway. Because you know who that guy is. Yeah. You know who that guy is. Yeah. Um, I have a better arm than what Soljay showed in the bowl game, Jeremy Bolton says. I agree. I believe you do. Yes. Actually. You know. I believe you do. Um, You know. Kurt Meyer says, uh, let's uh, LFG back at you. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. Appreciate that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he's coming. It's just to that. frustrating.
1: I, I want Kalani to just be like, "Yes, we're going this direction." Like, why can't we just say, "Hey, this is wh- this is how we're doing it," you know? And 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 have it be a guy who's a prolific thrower and runs second. Did you not learn your lesson with Jaron Hall? Right when he was run first, how'd that work out for you against Baylor?
0: Yeah, yeah, it didn't. I I, I don't. Yeah. I'm telling you, Cade Fenegan's my guy, right now. Cade Fenegan's my guy. Uh, Boyd Lake says Hudson Carr to be fine. So would Sanders. I think Sanders would be awesome. Uh, Roris already read that one. Ron uh, Pastuk said it's hard to replace a star quarterback. Look what happened to us at OU when we went six and six. Well, you're not wrong about that. You're not wrong but- about that. But and in, and. In- to be fair, yeah, at OU, you put in a new coach. You lost Lincoln Riley. He took Caleb. He took other guys off that roster. Like we I can, built this
2: program on nil.
0: I can almost understand what happened with with Venables and OU. Like, yeah, that was a lot There's to overcome. There's a reason. At BYU, it's it's kind of frustrating that this happened here now. Like it it is. And what I mean by that is you had a really difficult, I don't care about the transfer portal. I think everybody's panicking over the transfer portal.
1: What do you mean by that? You don't care about it. What is that?
0: It makes sense for Keenan Peely to go to Tennessee. He needs to show that he belongs as a number one linebacker in a, in a, in the biggest program in the country. And if Tennessee's the biggest joint that he could get to, okay, great. The Barringtons want to play together And Clark, I think, I don't understand why he would go back to college. That's a mistake. You got a multi-million dollar paycheck sitting on the table and you said no. That's a mistake. I think they want to play together and they think they can go to Grimey at Baylor and they can start together. Okay, great. My guess is Clark and Campbell transfer because Campbell wasn't going to start. That'd be my guess. I don't know that to be true. But this offensive line room in Provo is is way deep. I'm not worried about the offensive line at all. And if you've got other guys, like, is there anybody really upset uh, about going to Colorado State? Who cares? I don't think it matters where these
1: guys go. I, I think what matters is, is the mentality around the transfer portal out of Kalani and this staff. Because it doesn't really feel like there's an aggressiveness in the
0: transfer portal.
1: It doesn't really feel like they're getting after it, in my opinion.
0: Uh, I don't know. That's something we need to ask about for certain, uh, breaking news this morning. Jaron Hall accepts a bid, uh, to play in the senior bowl, which essentially means he's going to the NFL. So who is BYU's next quarterback? Please go ahead and hit that like button right now. It really helps the channel grow. Um, we've got just about a thousand views on the channel, uh, this morning for our live show, on uh, in the first two hours and we're only at 65 likes. So if you guys could help us pump those rookie numbers up, that'd be awesome. Yeah. We always try to get to a minimum of 150 likes per show. We're at 65. Uh, so we need 85 more likes uh, to get to our number. Let's hook it up. Hit the like button. Don't forget Max Tooley, BYU linebacker, coming up in 20 minutes. He announced yesterday on Twitter that he is coming back uh, for another season in Provo, which I think is exactly the right move. Uh, I think he's a critically important part of this defense. Obviously, we know he's a ball hawk. He's a playmaker. So absolutely good to have him back. But um that's a big story at BYU now. Especially, you know, coming out of, of of signing day and you know seeing where the where the transfer portal's at, uh, I think that's a that's a that's a big one. That's absolutely a big one. And there are guys that are available. I am not a DJ Ui guy. I am not a believer. Um, and as much as we were joking about, you know, Dabo, if you can't play for Dabo at quarterback program. I mean, he doesn't want you there. You're probably not the guy we want in our program. Yeah. But he's a phenomenal athlete, and it'll be interesting to see where he goes. I think, you know, there are a lot of quarterbacks available in the portal. There there yeah, is and that's
1: what I'm saying. Like, why are we messing around with Keaton Slovis? Like, go and find a guy. I'm not saying that you certainly can compete with the top of all quarterbacking talent. That's not what I'm saying. What but what I am saying is that you're telling me out of all those guys that are available, there's not there's not one in the top thirty that you're interested in there's not one that 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 maybe needs some work right but but you can go and get and he can be he can be what
0: you need him to be yeah i mean i'm i'm telling you grayson mccall's a stud i mean i i i mean he's throwing for 6,300 yards 60 touchdowns and seven interceptions at coastal yeah kid's a stud man like that that he would be my guy like i think that's a guy who can go to byu up his draft stock get in the NFL and he can perform like Grayson McCall's a guy in my opinion can step in and perform right away so that I I he's absolutely who I would go with um you know I just you know I I think that I think there's a lot to be excited about at BYU the coaching changes you got a phenomenal defensive line coach like yeah. I I just think you have a lot to be excited about this quarterback position I, I am I think I follow BYU closely, as close as anybody else. Uh, I think I'm stunned that, that Jaron Hall's not coming back. It, on the timeline, yeah. I understand why he's going pro. I think we've talked about this. We've chopped this up a lot. But I, I, it, is, it is really surprising that he's not coming back. It is, I mean, it is, it is one of those things where you hear about it and you're like, dude, like that's a big freaking deal. He's not coming. What were back. you waiting for, Bud? That's what were you, a big deal. What
1: were you? Why were you sitting on your hands waiting? What was the? I mean, what was the strategy there? That's what I don't get.
0: Yeah, I don't know why you waited so long.
1: And we'll probably never know how long BYU has known that he was going to the league, right? Like we'll probably never know that. But I, I'm telling you, if yeah. it was any more than ten days ago, that's a problem.
0: Yeah. Uh, Rora says DJ. I think you mean New He has a cannon for an army. Just needs a competent QB coach. Dabo and his cousins, dependent on Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence's natural ability to make them look good. I've talked to Trevor Lawrence about this directly. Um, that guy says that he was vastly improved, and I agree with it. I agree. I covered him very closely at ESPN during his time the last two years at, at Clemson, and he developed significantly. And I think what you're seeing now is that development's taking another step under Doug Peterson at Jacksonville. Yeah. I think that DJ Uyunglele has never been able to mentally pick up the game. And I mean, I know people love the athletic ability and the physical attributes, but I think DJ's a guy that's got to figure out how to mentally pick up the game of football. Um, And there's a lot of quarterbacks that struggle with that. And when you get the run that he got immediately... And the hype that he had, and you struggle mightily, he's not an accurate passer. He doesn't understand what the defense is trying to do to him. That's why I think he's still in the portal. Because, by the way, it was also a very ugly divorce. It was also a very ugly, uh, ugly divorce. Yeah, it was. So, you know, I, I think it'll be interesting to see exactly how where DJ ends up. But, again, I'm telling you the best quarterbacks in the portal, in my opinion— if I'm BYU, Grayson McCall. And listen, Brennan Armstrong's no slouch at, at Virginia. But Brennan is, I don't think, is, is, is on par with Grayson McCall. And I love Spencer Sanders. I, I do. Yeah. I think Hudson Carr showed he's as tough as nails at Texas. But how, how does that get away? Yeah. You know, and like, how does how that get away? That's how, how it gets away. Getting paid. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says the best misspellings of BYU QBs in history. Taysom Hill. What do you mean misspellings? Did I misspell Jaron Hall? Is that what happened here? Uh, I don't think I misspelled Jaron Hall. I didn't misspell Reese's either. Are you proud of me? I didn't misspell Reese's. Yeah, good job, dude. Um, Jaron Taysom, Ty, Tyler Mangum, Jalen, oh yeah, okay. I got you. Uh, and then Roscoe Mendenhall. Uh, there's a lot of Jalen Hall. Yeah. There is a lot of Jalen. And that's spoken word. <laughs> good old Rod Gilmore at ESPN. Rod! Good old Tyler Mangum. Yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah. I, I heard Jalen Hall several times. Several, several times. No doubt about it. Uh, I don't know what to make of this. Anyway. All right. Max Tuley in 15 minutes. Is the transfer portal good for college football? Uh, I, you know what? I think it is. I think NIL is a huge problem for college football. It, they have it, college football has got to find a way to, to, I'm not going to say regulate cause I hate that, but you've got to find a way to put a system in place that facilitates everybody having an opportunity. And I agree that if your booster pool is bigger than Jimmy down the street, you should have a better opportunity. I totally get that. Phil Knight can't be buying talent the way Oregon looks to have bought talent, in my opinion. We built this program on NIL. Yeah, you did. But you look at the haul, the absolute haul yeah. that Oregon got, and you start to understand, A, I think they were 13th in the country or whatever it was. yeah. But you start to look at how how do you flip a recruit at that level? How how do you do that?
1: I, you know how you do it with money and opportunity. And, and
0: listen, Oregon, this is this is by far the best class that Oregon has ever had. These right. are this class is probably twenty five percent better than any Chip Kelly Oregon class, right? By the way, Chip had a phenomenal class at UCLA. Uh huh. But when you start looking at guys that flipped, by the way, Mateo Uyunglelea is going to Oregon, the edge rusher who is DJ's brother. But you look at some of the guys that have flipped and you start to understand how that happened. Come on now. Come on now. That's not...
1: Like, (laughs) what are you going to do about it? College football has never been about give everybody an opportunity. That's not what college football's ever been. College football has been the haves and have-nots for generations. Like, look no further than the college football playoff. It's been going on for how long? And we're just now expanding it? Like, if you wanted everyone to have a chance, you would have never done four teams in the college football playoff. So my point with that is just... I don't think that college football or the guys who control college football or vote on this stuff are gonna be like, yeah, well, wow, we need to we need to kind of put a cap on how much these schools can spend because they know more than we know. They know how much the Sabanade are spending. They know how much Dabo and Jimbo and Luke Fickle are gonna spend, right? Like they know these things. And and to me, what where it gets kind of difficult or where the water gets kind of muddy is yeah, I do like that these kids can make a bunch of money. I do, because they're essentially playing a pro sport
0: and not at a pro lifestyle, because they're on a college campus. Look, I'm telling you that, that you look at a kid like Peyton Bowen, and not because he, went, he was going to Notre Dame. Peyton Bowen was a hard commit to Notre Dame. That was done. An hour before yesterday ended, all of a sudden he's an Oregon Duck? Like, that that doesn't, that doesn't accidentally happen, especially when nobody saw him going to Oregon. It was Notre Dame or Oklahoma. And somehow, Peyton Bowen winds up at Oregon. Tell, they, like, they, there's only one way that happens. Hey, what did you get there? We'll double it. That's how that happens. And I don't think that's good for college football. I actually think it's terrible Why for college football. Why is it football.
1: bad for college football?
0: Because I think that when you have an arms race, it it feeds the top of the food chain. And for the sake of college football, I think you need parity across as much parity as po- possible. Like you look at the ACC, I jokingly call the ACC the already crowned Clemson Conference.
2: And that's how I look at it.
0: That's what the ACC is, right? I mean, that's that's Clemson's conference every single year. You can't have that. I, I think when you look at the big 12, like you look at the PAC 12, if Oregon doesn't win the PAC12 this coming year, it's a massive upset. Yeah, It's a massive upset. With the fact that you, you look at the you look at the transfer portal and that they got Trayshaw Holden to leave Alabama with Kyrie Jackson, who both left Alabama where they end up. Uncle Phil. They went to Oregon. You can't tell me that that's not a money play. That absolutely is a money play. Now, having said that, Alabama's got the best uh, recruiting class in the country, and I'm not even—I'm not even sure that that you can argue that. Yeah. And there's a reason that Alabama struggles in the transfer portal, and still winds up with the best recruiting class in the country. Well, it's because they're Alabama. It's Nick Saban, and people want to win, and people want to go to the NFL. But again, I simply tell you that when you can land guys like. Caleb downs easily. And for a long time, that's who Alabama is. This is coach. Sam. Right. He's when you get, when you get multiple five-star recruits, um, when you get James Smith, the defensive lineman from Montgomery and, and you look at James Smith and I think James Smith is, is one of the best. And I'm not trying to like, you know, talk about guys specifically because you don't care about that. He is one of the best defensive lineman in the country and he has been since seventh grade. He was never going anywhere but Alabama. So can Oregon go to go to this kid and say, hey, here's a million dollars and all the free Jordans you want. Do you want to come to, to Oregon? No, yeah, I they, want to
1: play for Alabama.
0: Well, he's probably going to stay at Alabama, but they can go and do that, and I don't think that's right. I don't think that's the exact way to go about it. I don't think that's the right way to go about it. I, I really don't. I and- can,
1: I, I'm here for the conversation around... Hey, once a kid commits, you can't speak to him. I'm here for that. I I can get down with that. But I think that it's it's it's, you know, fairy dust or fairyland to sit here and be like, "Well, you know, like yeah. it's not a capitalistic thing. It's not like, hey, you know, Uncle Phil you know, shouldn't be able to use all of his resources because that's not fair to Jackson State or that's not fair to. Well, I don't whoever. care about Jackson
0: State. Like whoever, I don't. I don't like Notre I, w- but Dame. Whatever. If, if Oregon's going to outspend Iowa State, yeah. And if Oregon's going to go to Iowa State commits and say, "Hey, we'll double whatever Iowa State's giving you," that's a problem. That is a huge problem because all that's doing is stocking the biggest programs in the country and i just don't think that's that's what that that's not a level playing field but I let me think, ask you
1: this though seriously
0: is has college football ever been a level playing field yes how yes because i think when you when, when you look at historically the way college football was has been played i mean you used to be able to say okay well I, you know i want to stay home or i want to be close to home or you're buying kids and you're essentially treating them like professional athletes that's not how things had been done. And I'm not saying we need to do things the way we've always done. Right. I'm in favor of name image likeness. I think kids should get paid. But what's happening is these kids are getting abused. They're getting money, sure. But that's not necessarily what's best for them. You're talking about kids from the inner cities of, of Miami and Florida, where they are where poverty is a real thing. You're handing them. Do you not think that's going to be detrimental to their long term viability as football players and men? Why? Okay. I
1: agree that someone who's never had money and then all of a sudden comes into money at 17, 18 years old. you, You need to have. I agree that in college football, there should be some structure and some. You know, I, I don't know if the word is regulation, but just like rules or structure or regulation around, hey, where that money sits and where it goes until you're done with college, right? Or like yeah. or like how much access you have to your money on a weekly basis. Because you can't have a kid get, you know, a $500,000 check and access that in one but week.
0: What you're seeing out of these kids is here's your brand new car, here's your luxury condo, Here's your $30,000 upfront payment on your million-dollar-a-year NIL money. Yep. Go shoot these three commercials, and then, by the way, don't be late for football practice. What have I not said yet? Well, make sure you get to class. Make sure you... At what point... And I I, I know we talk about education on this show a lot. By the way, Max Tooley scheduled to join us in five minutes here on the program. Yeah. I, I, but at what point do we say to a kid from lakeland florida or from miami florida who is in a single parent home and and you know frankly what we're seeing is a lot of kids that can't afford to feed themselves most days yeah right you those are real situations at what point do we say that to that kid hey it's cool you're going to make a million dollars a year but you got to get a degree you got to set yourself up for the future you got to learn things that you haven't had access to You have access to an education that you likely, in a lot of cities in this country, have never had access to. And I know that this is me being virtuous and I totally understand that. At what point does the long-term viability as that kid, as a human being matter? We're throwing millions of dollars and it's literally millions of dollars at kids. We're throwing millions of dollars at kids what was the Dalton Kincaid story? Alabama allegedly, supposedly offered him $5 million to come play at Alabama. This kid is not even in the portal. He's just a kid that's a phenomenal tight end for Utah. You, you threw $5 million at him. Yeah. Is that the way that we should be going about this? That's not. That's not, right. that's not good. That's not good for the kid, and that's not good for college football. I'm telling you now because yeah. and you look at the TV money that's coming in college football's turning into the Big 10 and the SEC that's what college football's turning into cuz yeah. I got news for you yeah you want to you want to look at, at recruiting classes you want to look at who who made headway and you want to talk about oh well look at this school and that school the big boys won yesterday Alabama, Georgia, Texas, Miami and Ohio State were the top 5 LSU 6, Oregon 7, Notre Dame Tennessee round out the top 10. Yeah. That's that and by the way, SC is 15th, right? Michigan is 17th. Utah's 22nd. Like, at the big boys are winning, the blue bloods are winning. Because they have more money, they have more resources, they have more alumni, they're bigger universities. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think that,
0: I don't know, I guess I'm just a little bit different on it.
1: I think that, that I agree 100%, the education that the kid gets matters. But how many times out of professional athletes like Larry Fitzgerald, just as an example that I can think of, you know, you know, three years ago or five years ago, I think it was, he announced that he had finished his degree and his education. And, you know, how many times do we hear guys do that nowadays? Hey, I'm going to – I need to prioritize winning football games. But then, you know, after I'm after I'm done with football, I'm going to get my, my education in the offseason at the pro level. So I kind of go back and forth on this. I don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying, but if I'm – from the inner cities and I'm struggling to feed myself. I'm taking the bag. I'm taking it. And 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 hopefully, you know, kids have some, you know, some sense of, hey, I don't want to mess this up. I need to get someone to help me with my money a little bit here, you know? Hopefully kids have that sense, but I still think that's virtuistic, right? Like the reality yeah. is kids going to be like, "Hey, I just got paid. Let me go and get that Lambo." You yeah. know, like that's what That's what kids are going to do. Let me go get
0: the ice on the gold. Let me go put some diamonds on gold chains. Let me go get some, you know, two carat diamond studs for my ears. Like that's what I'm worried worried about.
1: So I think if you were to bring in some regulation on, hey, this is how much access you have to the money while you're enrolled at a a university or while you're playing college football, I, I would be down for that. But I just I can't. Get on board with the hey, everyone's got to have a fair chance. That's not how the world works. That's not how college football no. works.
0: And I'm not saying everybody should have a fair chance. There's a reason that that there that we have FBS, SCS, you know, historically black colleges, like right. There's all of those groupings, right? But when we're talking about universities throwing five million dollars at a kid that has no desire to transfer, and he's playing a high level at utah and again if you don't know the story there's there's a rumor out there that a school offered dalton kincaid five million dollars to transfer yeah five million dollars i'm with you you shouldn't be
1: able to to call you know down holker let's say and be like hey dude Uh, we'd like you to come here or there. You shouldn't be able to call Dalton Kincaid or or Cam Rising when they're in their program ready
0: to go. And, you know, you shouldn't be able to do that. I agree with that. All right. Without further ado, uh, let's talk some BYU football um, with a guy who's actually staying at BYU. Um, Oh, is he frozen? Oh, he's frozen. We'll get Max back on. Max hopped on, but now Max is frozen. So, we'll, uh, we'll try that again. Yeah, we'll try that again. There he is. He's there. Is there? There's Maximus. There's hey. my guy. What's up, dude? Good to see you, man. Hey, um, see you let's, talk, uh, let's talk a little breaking news. Give me your thoughts on Jaron Hall going to the Senior Bowl. Did you hear about that today?
2: Yeah,
4: I actually just saw a tweet about it. So, I mean, I'm proud for the guy. You know, we lived together. I don't know if I've told you before, we lived together for two years, beginning of our Experience here at BYU. We shared a room, so we wow. go, we go back. Yeah, me and Jaren go back. So I'm, I'm always happy to see my my good friends uh, succeed, and I want the best for them. So,
0: it, you know, like it, one of the interesting things, and we're 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 sitting here talking about this now, Max, is that the transfer portal in NIL, especially on uh, you know early signing day yesterday, and did you ever look at the transfer portal? Have you been committed? Cause you're coming back in an era where a lot of kids don't come back. They either get in the transfer portal, they go to the NFL, they go to Timbuktu, whatever, right. They take paydays. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you ever look at the transfer portal? And are you a transfer portal guy? Do you like it? Do you believe in it?
4: Um, you know, I have, I have friends that, that have had success in the transfer portal. And you know, I, I, uh, I think the transfer portal could work for, for anybody um, if if you're in the right situation. And, you know, especially in this time of NIL and whatnot, people are transferring like, like one, like whatever. And, uh, you know, it's obviously tempting. I think anybody would be tempted um, if you could make some money, but when it comes down to it, um, you know, I just, I feel like I've always, I've always needed to be a BYU. You know, it's been my dream and uh, I feel like the stars should align this year and we should, have, we should have a killer year this year. So I'm excited.
0: Did you ever consider it? Did you ever look at the portal? I mean, how would you not? But did you ever consider it?
4: I mean, there, there was a time where, yeah, I was, I was graduating. You know, things were going to work out where if that was an option, um, I mean, I would have to look into that for sure. But, um, you know, ultimately Kalani's believed in me and I've had a good relationship with Kalani. Um, and I've, I've seen his, his dedication to me as a player this last year develop. So, uh, I mean, I just I feel like there's nothing wrong with coming back and giving him another year here. And uh, yeah. you know, there's a lot, a lot to look forward here.
0: How are you physically? I know, obviously, we, we, you missed some time at the end of the year. How are you feeling physically right now?
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm in a little sling. I'm oh, sorry, it's inverted. But hey, there yeah, you go. A little sling, so I'm learning to work uh, one-handed for the next couple of weeks. Uh, but yeah, I'm two two weeks out of surgery right now on my labrum, um, so not really in playing shape. But we'll be yeah. back. We'll be back for next year. We'll be back in a couple months. So.
3: Funny thing double is double. my
0: wife my wife broke her shoulder snowboarding 2 weeks ago so she's rocking really? that that same that same sling yeah. bro I've yeah, I've learned yeah. more about combing long hair in the last 2 weeks than I I knew in my life or I've ever cared to know in my life so
4: yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm learning to work one-handed and shower and stuff so it's it's a
0: process but Yes and in, indeed it is Max is our guest here on the Monty show um hey you know the the obviously you guys went through a lot this year injuries and uh, and otherwise how The thing that I never got my hands around is why you guys couldn't stop the run. And it seems like, obviously, you were a guy that was around the football. We, last time we had you on the show, we talked about the expectations of pick six, multiple pick sixes every quarter from you, not just in a game. like You, were, you had a, a really good year. I thought in pass coverage, the unit was really good. But why were you guys not able to stop the run?
4: I mean, I think it's a little bit of everything, you know. A little bit, some games we were missing guys on the D line, and that you know that that played a big part. And other times we're just not as quite uh, assignment sound, you know. We weren't we weren't wrapping up games like Oregon come to my head where there was just so many missed tackles. Like, granted, we are playing against great athletes and the guys that play for Oregon, but you know, d- games like that defensively where we just kind of got embarrassed. Um, yep. from the fundamentals, same with Liberty. Um, so I think, I don't know, it was just – we just needed to figure out how to play. You know, everyone everyone on the team knew how to do it. Um, and so I think it just it was a matter of coming together and, you know, coming coming and winning those last four games was strong and finishing strong defensively was, was solid. So.
0: But let's be honest, Jay Hill saying that we're not doing drop eight, rush three – that's not really my style, which is not a direct quote, but that's essentially what he said. Are you excited about a new system? Because I think you're better when you're playing a hundred miles an hour with your hair on fire. Um, you're in the backfield, you're making plays. I mean, that seems to me for you specifically, but as a unit on a whole, if you guys are much more aggressive, it feels like that's better for your group. Are you excited about what Jay Hill brings to the table?
4: Yeah, I am Jay Hill, you know, he's, he's the man. I'm actually pretty close with his daughter. so had a relationship with with the hills for a second um and you know i've always appreciated what he's done at weber state for a smaller school um seen the success he's had but yeah like you're saying you know his style is aggressive and that's what he what he's claiming so you know someone like me where you know i I feel like i can thrive in in a pass rush setting or you know coming off the edge um I feel like I'll thrive in this, in this sort of system. So I'm, I'm excited to see what, um, what's in store for us.
0: Does just changing the coaching staff and obviously, you know, you guys have some personnel changes, the guys that are going to stand next to you at linebacker, obviously with Peely going to Tennessee, like we're going to see some new names and numbers out there, but does changing the coaching staff fix the problems that ailed this defense last year? Because one of the other things that, you told me specifically about was accountability that you you believe in a high level of accountability and you felt like there was that. Do you guys need a much higher level of accountability than you had last year?
4: Um, yeah, I think so. Obviously, when you're losing, you know, four games, five games in a year, you need a you need a reality check and you need a you know figure figure the little things out, the disciplinary things. Um, and I think, you know, little things like having co- the same coaches for Multiple years can cause complacency in guys. Um, so, in a way, I think having new coaches could fix a lot of the problems, you know, because, you know, guys are going to be excited to work for, for new guys who are pumped up for them, um, see big, big plans in the future for them. So, I think, I think everyone will just rally around that fact and just uh, get better in the littlest ways um, individually this offseason. So,
0: you know, it's interesting you talk about losing four or five games a year haven't we changed the bar though? Haven't we risen the bar? Like having expectations in the, in your time in the program, like you guys didn't win 10 games and and people were pissed about it. Like the expectations have changed in Provo.
4: No, yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what I mean is that, you know, when you're used to winning 10 games a season, the last two years, and then you go to losing four, it's pretty drastic Um, or losing five, I guess I got to give us less credit, (laughs) but uh, yeah, it gets, it gets a little um, more drastic. Um, you know it feels feels like a lot more of a failure of a season even though we we were bowl eligible we won our bowl game um you know there was a point in this season where it kind of seemed a little bit lost probably during that four game losing streak but you know it, it doesn't really matter how how you start it just matters how you finish the season so i think we have that to to build upon and uh you know just to get better and build from that last game so
0: you know, Max, a, a, a difficult question I think I have to ask you, though, is, is Kalani Sataki tough enough? Because one of the things we've talked a lot about on this show is, like, the 70-point opportunities that you guys have had. The You know, where you guys, it seems like you get nice because, hey, the game's over. Are you guys tough enough? Is Kalani tough enough? Do you have that ability to, to really stomp an opponent out at the end of a game to prove a point about who you guys are?
4: Man, you know, that's, that's I think, kind of the conflict with Kalani. You know, he's all about sports and class, uh, sportsmanship and class. But when it comes down to it, that stuff isn't always by the books uh, or kosher when it's coming to the end of the game and you're up big against a, a team you you know you need to impress. So, I think Kalani oftentimes feels conflicted. Um, but you, everyone knows how Kalani is. He's a real dude and he's yeah. going to be the, the same way in the interviews and whatnot as he is in person. And, you know, I think – I mean, I've seen firsthand firsthand how uh, intense Colony can get. Um, so, I mean, I have full doubt that he'll take over. Um, he's he's been doing a great job his whole time here. So, I think he'll he'll only learn more and uh, get better with experience. But I think going into the Big Twelve, playing big teams uh, week in and week out, you know, there's there's no room for complacency and you know being being nice in sportsmanship. You know, we we're gonna ha- we're gonna have to come every week. So yeah. And we're gonna to have to put up those big numbers and if, if we're beating those guys, then we gotta beat them big, you know. It's just it's one but I
0: things. and I listen, I'm a I, there's no bigger fan of Kalani than me. Don't don't mistake the yeah. question. The reason right. I say that is and I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I think when you're a BYU when you're a BYU football team, there's a lot of people who simply read box scores. We know that there are oh, A P so. voters who are soccer writers and who never watch college football and they're like, Oh, they struggled against Wyoming. Whereas if you'd have beat Wyoming seventy two to ten, they'd be like, All right, well let's bump them up. That's why I asked the question, because I don't know the perception, Thule, is the same thing as reality at BYU.
2: Yeah, that's
4: that's honestly fair. And I think uh you know, you can look at games like Wyoming and I think yeah, like Wyoming is Wyoming. Like we should have we should have just throttled them, but you know, we were down a lot of guys that game. I mean, I didn't I didn't even play that game. Um <clears throat> and you know Wyoming was a good team, they were a solid mountain West team this year, so I think when you really look at our schedule and yeah, there's some embarrassing losses there, um you know we played some good teams and we lost to some good teams liberty arkansas they're they're all solid teams, you know Liberty may not have finished the season as as well as they wanted to, but you know when they were at full strength they were they were kind of balling this year, so
0: you should have won those games. I
4: mean, oh, if yeah. we're being honest, oh, that's, that's not a that's not a, an excuse or anything. We yeah. definitely should have won. Um, yeah, I think we should have gone undefeated this year. But
0: you know. probably should have covered Michael Mayer. I mean, that's just I'm just a talk show host. I'm not. You, I'll stop. Um, <laughs> let, <laughs> let me ask you about being a linebacker or a safety because one of the things I think I watch a lot of your tape. I've watched you play a lot of games. I think in the NFL, you translate to a safety. Have ha- How many times have you had that conversation, and how much do you love being a linebacker versus a safety?
4: Um, You know, it's kind of bounced back and forth. Certain people see me different ways. Um, and, like, I've never really been in a true, like, safety role at BYU or in, at a higher level of football, so it's kind of hard to say um, how I would do it, like a safety position. But I don't know. Ultimately, when it comes down to it, I feel like I – I like contact and physical, you know, interaction way too much to, you know, be at the back end. Even the few the few uh practices I had at free this this throughout my career I've just like I don't know. I just I get a little antsy back there, you know. Yeah. Maybe in a in a in a really in a really dope scheme it would it would be fun and but I don't know. I think my goal right now is just to try to get a little bit bigger and play at linebacker. I feel like that's that's my I have the strength to be able to be a, a, a quick, you know, athletic linebacker um, yep. And in this day and age. I feel like that's pretty, pretty important.
0: So. Well, and, and I think the, the thing that you bring is you have ball skills. I think your intelligence level puts you at where you have a, an odd ability that I just don't think we see much with guys that are built like you. You know where the football is going. And it's not, and I'm sure that you're prepared, but dude, you just have that instinct. And then you have that ability to hit the gas and go to that spot. That to me is, is, is what you're, you're special at. How do you put on more weight? How do you put on more muscle, but not lose that quick twitch and that speed?
4: Yeah, I think, yeah, that's the key is just finding a way to, to be able to inch your way up in the, on the weight scale and not, not lose any of that you know, intensity or speed that that you have at a lower weight. Um, so I think, you know, it's a process, you know, it's a long off season. Um, I'm just kinda just sitting around right now. Um <laughs> so it's kinda nice I just eat and work out my legs and whatnot. So, um, you know, I think with 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 the big twelve and everything though, I just feel like our program's heading in just a a way better direction that a lot yeah. of these things will be a lot more accessible and easier to complete i guess
0: if that makes sense awesome. yeah totally agree with you Mamo. hey good to see you i appreciate you jumping on with a uh, with a broken wing there maximus but <laughs> yes, always good to talk to you my guy and uh, i look forward to doing it again good luck in your uh, rehab on the shoulder all
4: right appreciate it thank
0: you Have you bet see you later that's max tooley right there good dude i'm telling you i'm a huge believer in that guy like i just i think i you see You see guys, and that's a great answer on being a linebacker versus a safety, because you could tell that guy craves contact. Yeah. And I think that when you hear him talk about, you know, hey, he's got a shoulder issue now, I guarantee you he's going to be, those shoulders are going to be jacked and ready to rock and roll um, when he gets through his summer program, because I, I just think he's such an important part of that program. Yeah. But a couple of things that are interesting out of that conversation is the expectations at BYU have changed. And you can hear the disappointment in his voice at eight and five.
1: Yeah, well, and I think that that the expectations have changed, and I think once again BYU football players are excellent in the interview at saying what they need to say without saying it. And I think yes. that Max Tooley, uh, love the guy, uh, and love what he said about Kalani. I, I, you know, I think that 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 he he said, you know, Kalani cares about about culture and sportsmanship and, and being nice, but also that there isn't uh, a lot of room for that in the Big 12. There and really that's isn't. True. And and if and if I had my way, I don't think there's room for it in independence, if I'm being honest. If you wanna do anything as an independent, you'd need to crush souls. Like,
0: that's just what it is, so. Well, and that soccer writer in Minneapolis, we always fr- get frustrated about I think it's absolutely the case. It's absolutely the case that those guys don't watch BYU football. Um, I think it's absolutely the case that those guys look at box scores and they see a tough Wyoming game and they're like, ah, you know, BYU's not legit. BYU's not real. That's Wyoming. How did they struggle uh, with Wyoming? Exactly, because they don't know about Wyoming. But it turns
1: out Wyoming's got a, you know, 250-pound running back that ran, you know, linebackers over all year and was really tough to stop. So, you know, it just... That's a tough part. So I, that's why I say I think going to the Big 12, that's where you're going to get a lot of improvement because you're that kind of guy's not going to have a choice but to go and watch the game tape because you were playing K State or, you know, you were playing Texas or, you know, who the hell ever, right? But the point is, is that you're not playing Wyoming anymore. That's you, right. You know what I
0: mean? So that that's why I think that helps you. Uh, all of our college football talk, BYU, Utah, and uh, of course the Pac 12. Big 12, we talk a ton of college football on the show, presented by our good friends at Barbecue Pit Stop, BBQPitStop.com. Make sure you find any of their five locations throughout Utah, Layton, uh, Logan, Lehigh, St. George, and of course our good friends in uh, Salt Lake City, Murray right there on State Street across from the mall. Your holiday shopping headquarters for any guy in your life, Barbecue Pit Stop, man, and I I think, obviously, we say it all the time, but when you want the best equipment, absolutely. You know you're getting that at barbecue pit stop, whether it's Traeger, Big Green Egg, Yoder. They've got your hookup at barbecue pit stop. But they've also got every rub, seasoning, spice you need. If you're doing wings, go in there and tell them, hey, Monty said to ask you guys for wing dust. Wing dust is unbelievable. If your wife is a cauliflower wing person, like my wife is, they have cauliflower wing dust that is- yeah, out of this world, dude. Absolutely spectacular at Barbecue Pit Stop. It's not too late. It's only the 22nd. Get to any of their five stores, Logan, Layton, Lehigh, St. George, and of course our good friends in Murray, which is where we got our Traeger Grill uh, at the Barbecue Pit Stop in Murray. Uh, they have all kinds of great gifts for you and you can always shop online at BBQPitStop.com. Uh, I see a lot of people including Steve and Brett and... Uh, a lot of people saying, Brent saying, it's nice when you guys get guests. We don't do a lot of guests because we don't, we don't put on average Joe beat writer. We just don't do that. And like we have, you know, like we, we get Max Tooley when he, hey, I'm coming back. We get that from our guys at Coug Connect uh, because we really only like talking to principals, players, coaches, people directly involved yes, in yes, situations. Yes. We're not going to do average Joe beat writer. We're not doing that. That's not what the Monty show is about. Um, you guys know that when we put on a guest, it's usually a Logan Fano yesterday, who is a huge story in Utah sports. Yeah. We'll put on a Max Tooley to talk about his good friend, Jaron Hall, entering uh, you know, or accepting a bid to go to the Senior Bowl. That's the kind of interview that we do. Um, and we couldn't do that at BYU without our good friends at Kug Connect. CougConnect.com. Make sure um, that if you want to support BYU, there's only one collective that deserves your money. And it is CoodConnect.com, 10 bucks a month. Um, that money goes right back to the players. So please support our guys at CougConnect.com because they're doing it right. Making shirts, sure making money for players, like supporting players throughout their seasons. All athletes at BYU, not just football and basketball, but Coug Connect does it right. You can subscribe to them for 10 bucks a month at Uh Greg Hawkins says, what do you think BYU's record will be in the first year of the Big 12? I would be thrilled with a with a 5 and 8. I think it's going to be very difficult to be bowl eligible, Greg. You know this better than anybody. Greg's a huge Utah fan. The curve getting into the Pac-12 for Utah is was steep. Yeah the curve getting into the big 12 for BYU is going to be even even more steep. Yeah. I think it's going to be a very difficult climb. Jeremy Bolton predicts 17 and 0. Well, you know, you know. I mean, you know. Program. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, "Are you keep Max for next season? We'll talk I mean, we'll talk to Max as much as he wants to come on the show." Yeah. We like that guy a lot. Uh Brent says BYU will be fine in the Big 12, Greg. Suspect another eight, maybe nine wins, but in, um the Big 12 will lose OU in Texas early, and that might change things. If BYU wins nine games next year, they sh- Kalani Satake should be coach of the century, because you're going to be you're going to be behind the recruiting curve, and the schedule should have been out already. And for those who didn't hear the update on that, um, you know it's it's one of those things where they're trying to figure out what to do with Texas and Oklahoma in the Big 12. Right. That's why the schedule's not out. Dom D says, can you get to relevant teams? What, what do you mean, man? Okay, I mean...
1: where where are you from and who are your teams? <laughs> yeah, Dom, where are you from? Give, give us Who's more a relevant dude. team? Who well, do you want us to talk in about? In your opinion, who's a relevant team? And I'm being serious. I'm not That's even mocking awesome.
0: you. I'm being serious. Who, like, who, what teams do you like? Uh, by the way, just to kind of reset, we just talked to uh, BYU linebacker Max Thule. That'll be posted on our YouTube channel here in about half an hour. Uh, on the news that Jaron Hall has accepted an invitation to the Reese's Senior Bowl. So Jaron Hall looks like he is headed to the NFL. We've had a long conversation about, hey, does this mean that Keaton Slovis is your next starting quarterback? I would tell you, if you're going to embrace the suck for year one in the Big 12, give the football to Cade Fennigan and let's go, <coughs> let's go see what he is. Because to me, that's the right route to take here. Yeah. But it, you know, it it's wholly dependent on what they want to do. I think that is a huge story this morning. I also think the recruiting battles in the Pac-12 are a huge story this morning. Oregon absolutely owns the Pac-12 in recruiting right now. Their signing day yesterday was nothing short of spectacular. I don't care how they got it done; it was unbelievable. Yeah, the numbers that that Oregon put up yesterday. And if we're looking at the Pac-12 on a whole, there were some shocking, shocking results yesterday. Obviously, USC uh, was number two in the conference. Utah was number three. Uh, We'll talk about that in a minute. But Malachi Nelson, um, the Los Alamitos quarterback, the, the number, I think the number one quarterback in the country, goes to USC. And I thought that was a huge get for Lincoln Riley. But... The thing that you saw, I think Braylon Shelby, the kid out of uh, Friendswood, Texas, is one of the best pass rushers in the country, and absolutely, positively, USC has got to fix their defense. It's why they are not going to the Rose Bowl. It's why they are not, and frankly, it's why they're not in the college football playoff and why they didn't win a Pac-12 championship. You can't keep giving up 40 points to Utah yeah. and think that's going to be good enough. And And how did they recruit? Uh, Tackett Curtis a kid out of Louisiana uh, the linebacker coming to Los Angeles to play for USC Uh, Malik Crawford um, the safety Christian Pierce uh, from Rancho Cucamonga those are two Los Angeles area kids that could have gone anywhere Um, and that's why I point to Malachi Nelson Malachi is not a kid that's going to start right away and there's all this thought process about Hey, if a kid, if a quarterback's going to go to SC, he's going to have to sit, so he's not going to go there. Well, it turns out that's not true, because Malachi is somebody that could have written his own ticket. Arizona, Arizona State, Alabama, Oklahoma, and SC were all in on him. He chose USC over all of those schools, and I just think that he is he is an absolute stud. Yeah. And it, for Lincoln Riley to land that caliber of recruit, I think was a really good sign for SC heading into the Big Ten in two years. And then, of course, there's the Utah Utes. I think this was nothing short of a spectacular recruiting day uh, for the Utah Utes. Starts with Spencer Fano. uh, Spencer Fano. Yeah, Um, He's an absolute stud. Obviously, everybody knows him from Timpview. Uh, Originally committed to BYU. He and his brother Logan both uh, go to Utah now and ends up they'll both be immediately eligible to play. Uh, and then there's Hunter Clegg, who is just a stud, and he again could have gone anywhere he wanted to go in the in the Pac-12, and he 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 chose to stay home. Twenty one offers. Yeah, Hunter Clegg had twenty one offers, and he winds up at at Utah. I think it's an absolute ridiculous poll. Um, the one question that continues to rear its ugly head, though. Is offensive skill positions. You see tackles. You see edges. You see, you know, corners. You know, DeSean Stanley is a guy that is an at quote unquote an athlete. Um, you know, he's a, he's another kid that had eleven offers: Colorado, BYU, Michigan, and he chose he chose Utah. Does he wind up? Does he wind up as a defensive player for BYU or for Utah? Excuse me, I would think so. Um, I don't love that they didn't really get a they didn't get a quarterback. Uh, Mac Howard is a three-star quarterback who is almost you know in the bottom thousand. Um, like he's like seven hundred in his ranking of of quarterbacks nationally. Um, that's a that is not that is not a great trend. What else is for new? this program? Well, I think it's a big deal. I mean, obviously, what they did at running back, fantastic. I mean, yeah. I like Michael Mitchell a lot. Uh, from Florida Um, that's a kid again Michael Mitchell that had a lot of opportunity uh, really could have gone anywhere that he wanted to go uh, and he winds up at at Utah and I think that's outstanding I think that's a really big get for him Um, I also think that that John Randall Jr. out of Wichita uh, was a kid that K-State was chasing hard Um, and again 27 offers including Arkansas uh, Arizona State prime at Colorado he chose Utah yeah. So that's a big deal. I think this was one of the best recruiting days in the history of Utah football yesterday.
1: Yeah, they had a good day, for sure. Let's see how it pans out. I mean, I, I think that it's all fine and dandy to have these great linemen and backs and everything, but you got to have a quarterback. I mean, the, the good teams have quarterbacks, the bad teams don't. And I think Cam Rising was the lowest bar of a quarterback you could have and still have success, in my opinion. Oh, boy.
0: Am I Monty fan? I like you, but you're going to start a brawl in this studio, and it's just not necessary. Is it Reese's or Reese's? It's Reese's peanut butter cup, not Reese's. Yeah, it's Reese's. It's Reese's. Yeah. And yes, a hot dog is a sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Dom D says, uh, who do you think they will get? I don't know, but you're going to have to build depth into that. Again, I think Kyle Whittingham understands the transfer portal. I would not be surprised to see him add a veteran quarterback through the portal because I still don't think you know what Cam Rising's doing. And obviously, when you're headed to the Rose Bowl, you're not going to make an announcement. <laughs> like, how does
1: this happen? How does this happen that both I mean, quarterbacks they know. drag their feet for they,
0: a month? They know what Cam Rising's doing. I, I don't have any doubt about that. Um, but I think you also have to understand that that's a very difficult decision for a kid, you know, to make that kind of, To make that kind of leap, we talk about it all the time on The Monty Show, presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. For the best injury attorneys in the business, it's always theadvocates.com. Chat with a lawyer online right now, 24 hours a day, seven days a week at theadvocates.com. I think we talk about this all the time. I mean, there's a reason that Jaron waited for so long. My guess is, and what I was told was, he was waiting for an NFL grade, a draft grade. He got that grade. He committed to the Reese's. (laughs) Uh, I had to, he committed to the Reese's, uh, senior bowl. That's a big move for him. Mm -hmm. Cam rising. If I'm cam rising, I'm coming back. Cause I don't believe that cam rising, you know, really necessarily, uh, projects to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Right. And I think if you win the Rose bowl, that's a, that's a different deal because there's no reason that Utah shouldn't be contending for a, a a national championship next year. Mm -hmm. There's no reason. I mean, they should be in the college football playoff conversation. They should be in the Pac-12 championship conversation. Um, they're going to be on par with with Oregon and, and SC. There's no reason that Cam Rising shouldn't come back. I, I don't think. Uh, SA says, Letter of Intent Day has lost its luster since all the players can now transfer freely. It has. It absolutely has. No doubt about it. Uh, Kyle J says Nate Johnson looks legit. He does. He absolutely does. And I think when you look at um, you know this this entire class in my opinion um, you know and, and the entire day if we're being honest the entire day in the state of Utah I mean I, I haven't even mentioned the name um, Smith Snowden the mm-hmm. corner from Skyridge. like I mean I mean this entire day was just spectacular I mean it, it this was a really good day yeah for for Utah and a decent day for BYU. Not a spectacular. Not certainly the day that that Utah had. Um, but I think I think no doubt. Like you, I'll also say I look at Washington. I think Washington's going to be scary good next year. Washington, especially since Penix went back to Washington. Yeah. And you add Rasheed Williams from from the Bay Area. Holy cow! I think that kid is going to be ridiculous. Nineteen offers. The schools who were after him: Arkansas, Arizona State, Arizona, and he winds up at Washington. And by the way, Washington all of a sudden is a recruiting juggernaut. There, oh man, they're going to be good. That's
1: what I'm saying, dude. Like we're sitting here saying, like, oh well, and I, you know, nil transfer portal. Like you know, we kind of need to even things out a bit at least. And it's like, well, Washington's come up, haven't they? Like some of these other schools have come up because of nil. So to me. It's, yeah, I don't know. I I think you can go up and down these lists all day long, but the truth of the matter is, is you have to see how all this talent kind of comes together because I think, you know, you get a Penix back, that's a big deal. You know, if Cam Rising were to come back, that's a big deal, and I think that... You know, again, it comes down to quarterbacks, but this is the magic of Nick Saban and, yes. and Jimbo and everything. They, it doesn't matter if their guy comes back or not because they got another guy.
0: And by the way, I'd also remind you the name to follow in this class for Washington, Landon Hatchett, because he's a guy that every program in the, in the, program. every program in the Pac-12 wanted him, including Utah. It came down to Washington, Oregon, and Michigan. He's 6'3", 300 pounds of twisted steel. And he winds up in Washington. I'm telling you, they're going to crush fools. I I think they're going to be so much better. I was a little disappointed in Oregon State. I thought Oregon State could have done... I thought Oregon State could have done a little better than they did yesterday. But, you know, at, at the end of the day... I was also a little surprised, by the way, at how poorly Arizona State did. But mm-hmm. they've hit, been booming business in the transfer portal. But, yeah. I mean, I was a little surprised by that. Were you guys surprised that Prime didn't do much either? Like, I, I thought his recruiting class at Calorada...
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he's he's doing a lot, though. Like, I think, you know, yeah, he didn't have some massive thing, but I also think, to the commenter's point, like, he'll keep adding guys, because you can transfer whenever now, you know? Like, I, I think it's a, just an ongoing thing that he's building there. And I think also we have to talk about the fact that prime is really good at developing guys, you know, so maybe, you know, he's got guys in that program that he can develop and, and change.
0: By the way, Kelsey Howard is the best recruit in the, the Oklahoma or the uh, Oregon state class. So remember that name, Kelsey Howard, BYU wanted Kelsey Hauser Howard, by the way. Yeah. But I mean, I could, honestly, I love talking about, I love talking about building college football programs. So we'll see. Dom says, "Do you think um, Justin Flo to Arizona is a good move?" You know, I'm tired of hearing about Arizona. And this is just me. Justin Flo is a good linebacker. I think he is. I think he's a good linebacker. But I don't understand why you. Why do you choose Arizona, if you're in the portal? Why do you choose that? Like I that that's Not the thing you that want to I, win football games. But that's what I'm <laughs> like. That's what I'm trying to figure out. And he's really frustrating to me because that's a kid that could have. I mean, he he easily easily as a six two two twenty five linebacker from Oregon. Come on, like it is really frustrating to me that he's he should have he should have been better at at Oregon. But, B, why are you going to Arizona? I mean, you could easily have gone to SC. You could easily have gone to Utah. Why did you not? Why did you go to Arizona? Money. You think? Yeah.
1: That's how Arizona is going to get guys, right? That's how a low end program is going to get guys, right?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Riley O'Brien asked the question on everybody's mind What conference will uh, Utah be playing in in the next few years? Don't let it sleep on you that the NFL. Sunday ticket went to YouTube TV. Yeah. Because Apple TV wants to get into sports. And I wonder if losing the Sunday ticket brings Apple TV back into the Pac-12 conversation. Because Amazon's not willing to pay the money that the Pac-12 wants. And I don't know that the the Pac-12 can survive as a stream league. I don't think it can. Because as we talked about yesterday on the show, I think you need the accidental viewer for Pac-12 football, you need the guy who, you know, you need the AP voter. You need the, you know, you need the recruit who was at the Tennessee game and he gets home at like midnight Eastern and flips on ESPN and sees USC and (coughs) Oregon Yeah. or sees, you know, more to the point for the future of this conference, by the way, um, you know, sees a Washington, Oregon game. And it's like, wow, they do play good football. And look at this, it's on ESPN. It's the only game on TV right now. You need the accidental viewer. You need the accidental viewer in the bar. You're not getting that on Amazon. Yeah. You're not going to get the accidental viewer on Prime. And I think you're not getting the accident. You'll get the accidental viewer on on YouTube TV. You're not going to get the accidental viewer on Apple TV is a huge mistake for MLS, huge. And I think it would be a huge mistake for the Pac-12 to become a stream-only league. Yeah, I think, I just think that's a huge mistake. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. Boyd Lake says, have you seen the chicks in Arizona? Yeah. It's Tucson, Arizona. Yep. They're not. <laughs> Bro, you want chicks in Arizona, you go to Arizona State. <laughs> you go to Arizona State. Uh, Tim Bruckmiller says, I love my uh, Red Raiders class. Well, the Big 12 was interesting. Because, by the way, if they were in the Big 12 today, um, and this is probably minutia, but if they were in the Big 12 today, BYU would have finished 10 out of 12. Texas Tech had a big class. Now, also having said that, they were not even in the same league as TCU in Oklahoma. And certainly, did you guys see what Texas did? I mean, Texas, I, it, dude. It's Texas. I mean, uh, Arch Manning, obviously. I think everybody knew about Arch Manning already. Like, that was a big to-do I don't know about Cedric Baxter. Well, I think Cedric Baxter was a guy that, man, when you have Alabama and Florida State competing for you and you end up at Texas, and you're from Orlando, Florida, Tashard Choice turns out like he can recruit his ass off. That's the, one of the lead recruiters at Texas. Cedric Baxter I thought was a huge win. Um, but if you go down a little bit, and you start looking at some of the guys that they pulled at Texas, uh, Tassili Akana from uh, right here in Lehigh, that's a huge pull. That's a huge pull. Because I think, and and again, I think most people thought he was going to Oklahoma. But yet he winds up at Texas. And somehow Pete Kwiatkowski does it again. Mm -hmm. Pete Kwiatkowski, defensive coordinator at Texas, who I've known for a while now. Pete Kwiatkowski is very quietly an elite recruiter. The class that Texas put together, if if they're in the Big 12 this coming season, and I'm not not guaranteeing you that, Texas is the class of that that conference. That is by far the most talented roster in that conference. Now, Texas Tech, hey, man, I, I get it. I think that Isaiah Crawford, good win. No doubt about it. I think that Jordan Sanford, um, Jordan Sanford rightly should have gone to Oklahoma State. should have gone to Oklahoma State. probably should have also looked at Washington. He stayed home and went to Texas Tech. And that's a huge win for them. But I'm telling you the big 12 is going to be a handful. Yeah, that's that is quickly with what the bottom half of this conference did in recruiting. Texas Tech, I think there's no reason if they can't if they develop talent. K State didn't exactly have a nothing class either. But, I, you know, the, the, I was a little surprised by Baylor. Were you surprised that Baylor only had two four-star recruits? No fives.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, the, again, that's, what we're not talking about is these programs can develop these guys. So even if you're a one-star, there's nothing saying you can't be a five-star when it's done.
0: Well, and they also got T- Keytron Jackson from Arkansas as well. I don't know. I'm in the minutia. I'm in the weeds on recruiting now. Yeah. But the bottom line is I think the Pac-12 is in real trouble. I think the Pac-12 is in real trouble Yeah, because I don't see it. If you wind up as a stream league, kids aren't going to go to that conference. No. Nah. And I don't care how much money Uncle Phil has. If you can't compete for the college football playoff, if you, and to do that, you need to be on national TV a lot. If you can't compete for the national championship, if you can't compete to put kids at the top of the NFL draft, ooh, it is going to be very difficult Yeah, for those kids to, to succeed. You know, hey, 117 people are here. We've had over a thousand people watch the show. We need a about 60 more likes. So, everybody who's here watching right now, please consider banging the like button. We're trying to get to 9,000 um, on a uh, by the end of the year. So, in the next nine days, we're trying to get to 9,000. We are currently at 8810. Ooh, so we've had a good day today. We're at 8810. That means we need a hundred and ninety. New subs by the end of the year. Yeah. If we get that, we will take you plus one to the Utah Jazz-Cleveland Cavalier game. We'll do it in a black car. We'll take you to the team store. You'll get any idea, a jersey or a sweatshirt in the team store. Let's say you're going to get a sweatshirt because you ain't buying nobody's jersey on this on this team. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know. Uh, but we need to get that to, uh, to 9,000 to do that. Um, and generally on the shows where we get 150 likes, we pick up 40, 50 new subs a day. So rock and roll. Let's knock it out. Hit the like button right now while we move to non-sports stories of the day. Um, and we do that with our good friend, Fat Jesus. Uh huh. Fat Jesus. Right. Who wants to know what food items you get delivered. Right. And I think this is a fascinating story because I don't get food delivered anymore. I think it it's too expensive, the fees are too much. And frankly for my money, and again this is just my my opinion. Right. For my money, I'm going to pick up Chipotle. I'm not having it delivered. Uh-huh. So, what do you get food delivered still or what's Sometimes, your Sometimes,
1: like when I get Beto's delivered to us after the show. You, you know, do. Like, yeah, I mean that's that's DoorDash. Okay.
0: You get Beato. Oh, you do get bait toast delivered here. Yeah, you do. Yeah, that's right. But okay. I don't
1: order pizza anymore. I don't like. Yeah, if I'm going to Chipotle, I want to just go and get it. Like, you
0: know. Okay.
1: So the 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 most delivered food.
0: I is, I'm not surprised by this at all. It's a chicken
1: burrito, <laughs> which you say you are such a douchebag is, is some terrible no, terrible no, thing.
0: It makes you a simp and you specifically are a simp because hey uh welcome to burger king can i take your order <laughs> hey bro do you have a chicken burrito no sir this is burger king where no. we serve whoppers hey bro oh well, i know you don't have one can you make me a chicken burrito no uh would you like to try our big kingfish barbecue slattered in cholesterol no, no I, i'd like a chicken burrito please we don't serve those well, well can what you what do you mean can you we could, do a, this is inaccurate. we could do a double Whopper Baconator. You're the guy who, no matter where we go, is like, hey, bro, chicken burrito. Hey, I know this is a sushi place, but I'll go ahead and take a chicken burrito. Fact. Hey, I know that here at Grease Monkey, you guys do oil changes, but nah, bro, I'll take a chicken burrito. We really did. Hey, man, I know that this is Foot Locker and you guys sell Jordans. I'll take a chicken burrito. Well,
4: how about that?
0: That's you. Number so, one food item delivered, chicken burrito. Chicken burrito. Number which, two is burgers. Which makes you a simp. Okay. But I, by the way, I'm never having food delivered because it's so expensive. It is. Number two is a burger. Now, I got to tell you, we went to JCW's yesterday and had the double all-American burger. I How'd you feel about that? that thing. Yeah, that was so I good. I
1: smashed
0: that thing. The problem is at DoorDash, you're paying 50 bucks to have anything delivered. Yeah. But number two, people are having cheeseburger delivered. Yeah, the number one breakfast item is a bagel sandwich. (laughs) The top AM order was a sausage egg and cheese sandwich with donuts, and sausage burritos also making the top three. Well, now I do love me a sausage burrito, big sausage guy, huh? Yeah, so is your mom. Um, But (laughs) at night, and this is what I never do because I don't eat really after four o'clock. But people get. Quesadillo is delivered <laughs> chicken quesadillas <laughs> i know it's quesadillas please don't DM hey man, me. hey
1: man hey man hey don't, man hey, don't hey, don't don't you me. don't you know that it's quesadilla
0: don't don't dm me with hey fat ass it's quesadilla hey man didn't you know that it was gobert and not gobert yeah everybody used to be like hey everybody'd smash the dms and be like oh you're you keep saying bojan bag snatchovich are you just being a jerk it's you know it's boy on, right no, I had no Bogin. idea. I, so please don't smash Bogin. the DMs and tell me, oh, hey, bro, it's quesadilla. I just don't want you to sound like an idiot, which you do anyway. Hey, guys. Don't smash the DM to correct quesadillo or fajita. Anyway, uh, the most delivered late night food is quesadillas. Fried chicken sandwiches rank second. Cheeseburgers, third. Mozzarella sticks. Mozzarella. Who's eating mozzarella sticks? Uh, Dude, I don't know. And first of all,
1: who's eating them? And second of all, who's getting them delivered because they're soggy by the time they get to you? you followed by cheese
0: pizza. You fucking donkey. Now, here's the other one that just blows my mind. When people get food delivered and they order dessert, their number one delivered dessert item is tiramisu. Oh, what are you talking about? No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm not a tiramisu guy at all. Nah. Tiramisu?
1: You want to give me a chocolate lava cake? I'm about that life.
0: Tiramisu claimed the number one ranking with over 44,000 delivery orders. 44,000 dumbasses in this country had tiramisu delivered. (laughs) Second place was uh, baklava, (laughs) which is really good. Baklava? Yeah, it's a Greek. It's a Greek dish. 35,000 orders. Number three was cookies, four cheesecake, five brownies, six churros, seven cannoli. You can't get cannoli's Cannolis. delivered. Eight is carrot cake and ninth chocolate cake. 10 was flan. You can't have flan delivered. Flan does not last. You can't have it delivered. And by the way, Chubs, who's ordering delivery?
1: Listen, I'm not chubby, I'm husky.
0: Look, obese sir. Who's ordering flan? Fat. You're fa- if you're ordering flan for delivery, you're fat. <laughs> if you're ordering flan, fat? you're fat. If you're fat? ordering New York style cheesecake for delivery through Uber Eats <laughs> dash door, you're fat. Makes me wanna puke. Like that you I try Look, dude, I know that I'm a sex machine with a, a 27 pack. Do you even You live? can't d- dude if you're having tiramisu, you're you're either an elitist or you're fat. You can't have that stuff delivered. Yeah. You can't tiramisu does not deliver well. Nah. Dallin says chocolate lava cake from Domino's is the best delivery dessert. Yes. Dude, I'll never order Domino's pizza again. Come Why on, would
1: then. you have Domino's when you have Papa Murphy's?
0: And that's what I don't Idiots. understand. Domino's takes like an hour. Yeah. By the time. What all the respect. By the time you have Domino's delivered, I can order, go pick up, and cook my take and bake Papa Murphy's pizza and the cookies, and Domino's still would not have been there. But lava cake sounds really good. Uh, Essay says, "Hey Monty, quesadilla." Why don't you just DM Gonzaga? NY Monty fan (laughs) says, "Right." NY Monty fan says, "You can't zog a zag, right, boy?" Gonzaga. Exactly. Uh, Boyd Lake says Gonzaga. Gonzaga. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Gonzager. Yeah. Program. Exactly. S.A. says Cold Stone delivered. No. No, dude. You're no, fat. man. You're fat. If you're getting dude. Cold Stone
2: delivered, you're fat. We really did. You're
0: fat. <laughs> you know, fat. Greg Hawkins says LMAO ordering leche flan through delivery. Dude. You're fat. Dude. You're fat. <laughs> You need, to, you need Jenny Craig in your life, Chubbs. Like, if you're ordering, I'm telling you now, if you are ordering do- donuts, if you get donuts delivered to the crib, you're fat. I'm going to do that. Like, get your Rebelsis, bro, because the A-C-1, A1C is out of control. Get your lazy
2: ass in the gym.
0: Because you're fat. Get on Rebelsis, bro. I thought you
1: said Rebelsis.
0: Get on Rebelsis. (laughs) Down with Rebelsis. Get on Rebelsis, bro. Because you had donuts delivered. You're fat. Oh, my word. You're fat. I want more. You're fat. Dude. It's it's that simple. Karen Montemayor says, I deliver Uber Eats and someone ordered condoms, batteries, and an energy drink from (laughs) (laughs) 7-Eleven.
1: Zachy Poo has entered the chat. Batteries? (laughs)
0: Batteries? <laughs> yes, condoms, yes, yes. batteries, and an energy drink. That's a different kind of I Wonder fact. what you're using the batteries for, Slick. Good Lord. Dallin says, food delivery sucks. Have fun spending $25 on Chipotle after delivery and tip. You that would fucking be donkey. Fat Jesus says, I love tiramisu, and yes, I'm better than everyone. Well, But you don't order it to get delivered. Because that would make you fat. Well, you are Fat Jesus. Yeah. Karen Montemayor says, this is a goat Uber Eat. Yes, Karen, that's an incredible order. Jeremy Bolton says, I get donuts and sadness delivered to me every Friday because you're fat. You can't have donuts delivered to the crib. You can't do it. Dilly, dilly. Dilly, Okay, hey man, you want to get Jack delivered? Okay, you're still fat, but but it's acceptable. You want to get a pizza delivered? I can get down with that. I understand it. You're still fat, but it's acceptable. You can't get leche or flan delivered because it's (laughs) not acceptable and you're just fat. You're just, that's all it is. Right?
1: Oh my God. That's dude. all it is,
2: you donkey. Dude, if
1: you're ordering some of this stuff. Are you not first team all fat ass?
0: And you know what <laughs> happens. Look, <laughs> look, Mr. Big Bones, you know what happens. You sit there and you eat that cannoli and you're like, I'm fat. And you eat that pizza and you're like, look how fat I am. And then you're done with the pizza and you're burping it up and you're like, damn, I'm fat. And I shouldn't have got donuts delivered because now I got to eat the donuts, which is going to make me fatter. And, I'm, and, and all of a sudden I'm down with Rebelsis because I'm fat. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't oh do that. Oh
1: my God,
0: dude. Cody says, you guys had crumble delivered to your house two years ago. No, No. my realtor delivered it, and then a listener delivered it. I ate it, and I'm fat. Well. But it's acceptable because it was given as a gift. Yes, yes, yes. It's, It's different. It's different. You know. Brent Burnett says, uh, at least get fat with real food that tastes good, Chipotle. But you can't have Chipotle delivered because one, they're going to screw up the order before they hand it to Jimmy, the delivery driver, and B, that Queso is not going to be good when it gets to your crib, dude. That Queso is going to be cold, and cold Queso sucks worse than flan that's cold. No, I guess not. You can't have... you." Listen, you can't have Cafe Rio delivered. Not because it's unacceptable. It's totally acceptable. Cafe Rio is not something you want delivered because it's going to be cold. That's every day. And you paid $50 just in delivery surcharges. Hope your taco salad was good. Idiot. Uh, (laughs) Talking with Raphael podcast. How's the baby, Raphael? Uh, with all that money wasted on delivery, you can probably h- hire a nutritionist or chef. Yeah, and you're going to need one because you ordered donuts and you're fat. So save your money and get a nutritionist. Can you do something for me? Yeah, I can make you less fat. 21. You know. <laughs> Greg Hawkins says I'm ordering coffee right now at work since all my coworkers are Mormons and we don't have a coffee maker here. That coffee's going to be cold. You and I both know it.
2: In God's name, image, and likeness. I'm telling you.
0: <laughs> you can't tell me Jesus didn't drink coffee. He, drank, he drinks wine, but he doesn't drink coffee. Let that sink in, Joe. Wait, let me get this right, Jesus. Decrease though. You drink wine, you turn water into wine, but you won't drink coffee. <clears throat> <clears throat> Hello? Um, I'm going to hell. It's fine. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, considering getting a coffee maker for the office to avoid DoorDash fees. Well, and to get unemployment cause they're firing your ass. I've you been that. a
2: rich man and I have been a poor man and I choose rich every fucking time.
0: Well, well let me see here. I work in an office that's LDS. They don't drink coffee. There's a bunch of gold cans of Coke in the refrigerator. Yeah, let me go ahead and get a coffee maker at Target. God bless. I'm not going to get lunch, and Jake's going to order me a chicken burrito anyway. So I'm just going to skip lunch. I'm going to go to Target and get a coffee maker for the Mormons. Well, sounds like job security to me. Like, (laughs) what are you thinking? (laughs) Hello? Justin Solis, who's back in, in Utah, by the way, my guy. Notice he changed his picture, too. And it's a good one. He says, I never understood Uber Eats. Why am I paying double for the food just for the convenience of not having to get off the couch? Well, you don't want to get off the couch because you're fat. <laughs>
3: <laughs> fat?
0: And fat. What? Why are you fat? Because you're lazy. You sit on the couch, you order flan, and then you pay double for it. And then you're fat because you didn't get off the couch and you ate flan. It's 1030. You just got blown out of another game of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, you jerk. And now you're going to bed and that flan is going right on your thigh. Damn. Because you're fat. That's Damn. Right. Um, <laughs> damn. That felt good. Uh, Coffee is nasty. Not sure how and why people get addicted to it. The problem with coffee is, again, and we've talked about this on the show. Yeah. This is the last show of the year, so I'm just letting it all hang out. Not really. Not new for you, huh? You know. Fine. That's a crime in most states. The point is, the problem with coffee is you got to be in the club. And I'm not in the club. Excuse me.
1: It's not the club, it's the club.
0: Yeah. You got to be up in the club to get coffee right. Yeah. Because you got to order your caramel, mate, lacchiato coffee. Grande mocha Blown. Hello, it's a great day at Starbucks. What can I get for you? Yeah, I want a caramel macolato. Like, you gotta know the language. To, and I want it, a
1: venti double Shot chai uh, with goat milk and the sprinkles.
0: Uh, but the other problem is, if you don't go to Starbucks, what's the other one? The other stupid... Beans and brew. No, not even beans and brew. The one with the windmill and the little house thing where the teenage hipster works. Dutch Bros. Yeah, oh, hey, welcome to Dutch Bros, brah. And it's like, dude, can I get some coffee? Sure, bro. Hey, hang loose for a minute, dude. I got to hit the vape pen. All right, cool, bro.
3: But
1: one
0: of us passes the fuck I out. I got to get that blueberry tart vape juice pounding in my larynx. <laughs> now you can order your coffee, brah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, hey, man, can I just get a coffee black? Oh, you mean a caramel chai macchiato with almond butter and goat's milk? No, I just meant a black coffee. Yeah, it's yeah, caramel frappuccino. Remember when I had my first beer and stuff? I just want a black cup of coffee, which I don't because I'm not a sadist. Who is? That's who drinks. Black coffee is not good. Stop.
2: And that's how I look at it. Why
0: don't you drink wine? Jesus drank wine. He didn't drink black coffee. That's why he didn't have an ulcer. Well, you know. Greg Hawkins says, blaspheme against coffee, not on my watch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, my God. Uh, Talking with Raphael says, coffee is amazing. NY Monty fan says, Walmart, you got hate in your heart. Let it out. Let it out. (laughs) It's the last show of the year, man.
2: Don't play intramurals, brother.
0: That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about.
2: It's a big twill. (laughs)
0: Luis Capazzo says, the only good coffee is just black. Christopher uh, Leo says, I love Dutch Bros. Hey, bra. Don't you mean Dutch bra? It's Dutch bra, bro. Dutch brothers. Hey, can I get some of the sticky icky? Can you you got any, you know, bro? Like that's what you get It That's the thing with Dutch Bros. <laughs> like they're 19 years old, you know, like like the last Listen, time I was at a brand. The last time I was at a Dutch Bros. Yeah. It was like hipster chucky dude with dreadlocks who smelled like he had just come back from hitting the stanky weed. That's what it was, and like he reeked of weed. Like, hey dude, how was the Snoop concert? Like he's just, and he's, and- Donnie, please. Call me boss one more time. And I will- Donnie, want, you're out of your element. That's a, hey boss. Hey boss, what can I get you here? Don't drop that motherfucker. Call me boss. That's why I don't like, no, I'm not in a coffee club. Anyway, uh, let's see. Eminem says, Merry Christmas to you guys. Hope Santa brings you the coffee you asked for. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Maple says, I'm so happy for Dan Hawkins' drops. They're yeah, good. dude, I got
1: you. I They're got good. you, bro.
0: They're so good. I got Go you. Play Go inter- play Intermuros, bro. Go play Intermuros, bro. Like, what else? It's Division One football. Yeah, you know. What else is in the Cool Kids Club? Because definitely ordering coffee is in the Cool Wearing Kids
1: Club. Wearing one ear pod while you're taking a leak and talking on the phone? Yeah, that's in the Cool Kids Club, apparently.
0: Dude, I walked into the bathroom at Harmon's the other day. I think it was. <laughs> and there's a dude at the urinal. He's taken a leak with his phone like this and his pants are down around his ankles. And this is not the first pantsing problem that we've had. <coughs> I don't need to see your butt, bro.
1: Yeah, why is it that we're, why, why has it become acceptable to drop your pants down your ankle at the urinal?
0: Well, this is an old guy thing. This is not like a 27-year-old hipster dude. This is another old guy holding his phone at the urinal with his pants down and he's like essentially mooning the world. Hey, look at man. A, aren't you worried about splashing in your drawers? Like, I worry. I stand sideways at a urinal because I don't want to get pee on my J's. Yeah, dude. You're just like full on your pants or down around your ankles. Yeah, dude. Like, there should be guy code against that. Well, there is. That's the thing. He's violating it. Yeah. NY Monty fan says, Is it worse to be called boss or chief? I get both all the time. And jerk over here laughs at it. Hey, boss. (laughs) It's hilarious. Like I'll answer the door. Somebody will knock on the door. They'll be like, oh, "Okay, hey boss, uh, I want to talk to you about your solar." <laughs> <laughs> like there was almost a riot at my front door because a solar guy called me boss over the summer. And
1: <laughs> we roll into the, the tire shop last month. He's like, "Hey man, I, I, you know I'm here. I need some tires?" Oh, hey boss, yeah, we got what you need.
0: But I said oh, to the solar shit. guy, and I think I told this story on the show. I said to the solar guy, he, he knocks on the door and he's solar bro. He's like, <laughs> he's hey boss. solar bro. Yeah, because he was that guy. He's like, hey boss, here to talk to you about some solar for your house, man. Right. And I said to him, do you think, do you think I'm gonna buy from you after you called me boss? <laughs> well, no disrespect, bro. And I was like, what about bro? <laughs> like, it, it, oh dear, oh my. You're doing door to door sales. And boss and bro are in your are in your, your elevator pitch.
2: It became personal with me.
0: Stop it. It's probably not a good idea. Fat Jesus says, I only ordered a gift card at Dutch Bros. And the guy at the window was super excited. Getting a gift card right on, brah. I never went back. Exactly. See, it's not just us. Exactly. That's not what we're about. Exactly. But I think that's who Dutch Bros is, brah. Like, they're that... That hipster thing. That's what they are. They are. Uh, guy code violation four fifty six. Never drop your pants while peeing. Yeah, you Thank know, you. like come on, dude. Thank you. Jeez. Um. Oh, this one too. Absolutely, solace. When someone calls me buddy, it pisses me off, especially when we're doing business. I cannot stand that. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. I'm a man. And Jake routinely drops buddy bombs on people. People are like, dude, check out buddy over here trying to mow this hill. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's it's one of the greatest things ever that we do
1: it is when you troll people by calling them buddy and they don't know you're trolling them so like you know we'll be you know getting on the on-ramp or something or we'll be getting on the freeway leaving park city it's a two-lane on-ramp and you know you've got buddy over here in his honda civic that's got a riced out aircraft carrier wing on the back and i'll be like look at buddy trying
0: here you're gonna put this to bed or what and you literally are, you, you, you'll be like, oh, like the other day when we were snowboarding, you were like, look at Buddy on skis. <laughs> <laughs> like, so you ride the lift up the mountain, right? And yeah. so you watch all the people make idiots out of themselves and you, you judge them and you think about how much better of a snowboarder you are.
1: And kick a person you when know. he's down.
0: Um, and so <laughs> homies doing moguls, which I don't understand. Frankly, again, with somebody that has testosterone in my body, if you're on skis and moguls, I don't get. And especially if you're on a snowboard, go work it. You're the Dutch bros, bro. Like, don't snowboard anymore. Please give it up forever. Yes, you did. Go to your menial remedial job because you're not smart. And so, like, there's a guy on a snowboard on moguls. And Jake's like, oh, look at buddy over here. (laughs) <laughs> so there are certain ways to do that But don't roll up on me and but call if me I'm buddy I'm doing
1: business with you like, if, like I would never have my car detailer guy come out And be like hey buddy thanks for the detail
0: Hey boss yeah. Like I
1: would never do that to him It's demeaning as hell Let's boss this thing up Come on Right come No on, I'm never doing that I'm not
0: that. doing that man That's like that's just disrespectful I'm never doing that I, I am never I'm never doing that It's just not going to happen I'm telling you. Uh, Fat Jesus says, only Mrs. Monty calls you boss. Exactly. exactly. Uh, Splash on your drawers. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, dude. It's true. You have to be careful where you point the stream because you, you know, rebound. Brent says, have you ever been called a fat Karen? No, never. Thanks. We're probably about to do that. Boyd says, bathroom floors are gross. Why people drop their drawers on the floor, I'll never know. Almost as gross as guys not washing before leaving. So disgusting. No, that's a whole different show. Uh never a big word. N- never a big word, Monty. Use. Uh used to be a day without uh pantsing people was a thing. N- never. Uh used to be, what did you say? Used to be a day when pantsing people Oh yes. Oh yeah. Uh, who hasn't pants somebody in high school? Yeah. Oh, that's right. It was high school when we were eating pizza puffs with mayonnaise. <coughs> Cause I was fat. Um <laughs> Uh, talking with Raphael podcast. My Monty fan says Raphael podcast. Now that uh, you are a dad, you make sure your boy knows to just dip the front, drop it, and let it rain. No,
1: wow. no, 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 no. Let me let me read that comment the right way. Now that you are a dad, make sure that buddy knows. <laughs> How to dip, what is it,
0: dip, dip the, the front, drop it, and let it rain.
1: Dip the front, drop it, and let it rain. Make sure Buddy knows how to do that.
0: Oh, yes, it is, Greg Hawkins. Bud is fighting words. Hey, Bud. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. 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 Kurt Myers. That's the best thing about my boy going to school in Texas. He now addresses everyone a sir or a ma'am. Yeah. Which pisses people off, too. Yeah, it, next it, it, it It does. It absolutely does. Dude, it's uh, our last
1: show of the year, bro.
0: San Diego State says, just checking. What were you checking? I don't know what you were checking. Raphael says, ha ha, I have a girl. Hey, man, we ain't judging nobody. Now, what do you, I never
1: I never called your kid buddy. What do you mean? We ain't judging nobody what? on this show.
0: What? We ain't judging nobody, man. The Monty Show presented by The Advocates. Uh, theadvocates.com. Um, the attorneys at the Utah Advocates know if you're injured in an accident. And it wasn't your fault. You need an attorney that is always looking out for your best interest. That's why you go to theadvocates.com. You can speak to an attorney at no cost to you. In fact, you don't pay until they win your case. The Utah Advocates will fight for your settlement. You deserve, stand by your side throughout the case, which is what I love about them. The guys at the Advocates, you're not high and dry. They are with you. They're fighting for you. They're fighting right next to you at theadvocates.com. Hook it up. At the advocates.com. So yeah, this is the last show of the year. Yeah, dude. And it's 9 35. I'm ready. There we've had over a thousand people watch the show and we have hundred and one likes. And again, remember we're fighting to get to uh, we are fighting to get to nine thousand subs. Yeah. And if we do that, if we do that, we will get you plus one to a jazz game against the Cavs. Yeah. One of our listeners will be going. So it is what it is. Any thoughts on the year before we peace out?
1: My, I mean, obviously a productive year. Appreciate all the tips and all the funding. That's how we build the studio. So I think, it was a, I think it was an awesome year. I think Helped a lot, lot of, of people
0: at Thanksgiving and Christmas, which we really appreciated you guys doing. Like, yep. you, you I, I say this in all sincerity. Even if you order flan and delivery, I would just like you to know how important you are to the show. Like, you guys make the show. Our, 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 we could sit here and do the show and just post links. And, um, you know, I, I, we could easily do that. Um, but if you guys don't comment and if you guys don't build the community we've built, I know several of you that are doing business together now because you met on the show. Like, stuff like that is super cool. Um, hearing about your nephews going to Cal from San Diego State. Love that dude. Like being able to share your lives, Raphael having a baby girl. Like, it's been a great year of community and camaraderie and growth. And we really appreciate you guys being here. And um, you know, if you'll smash the like button, that's that's awesome. But just just show up, just be here. That's what's amazing. Fat Jesus wants to know: uh, Is there a best of episode? Yes. Yes, we will post uh, post one for you at uh, six o'clock. It's hard tomorrow to, you know,
1: it's uh, it's going to be four hours.
0: Um,
1: the show tomorrow that we're gonna upload. It's about four hours, and it's probably seven or eight conversations. Uh, a variety of different. We've got some jazz, Pac-12. I have some Mrs. Monty in there. Um, you know we have some stuff in there. So good show for tomorrow. Um, it is a best of. It is just a a, a put together um but yeah i think if you know it's it it's funny to see the old set versus the new set it, it might, is it's it's gonna it's 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 kind of a throwback if you're a long time like fat jesus it's kind of a throwback so that'll come out 6 6 a.m tomorrow normal time that'll get released and you guys can have your fun
0: it'll be awesome we're really looking forward to uh producing shorts every day that we're on the trip we'll be putting up shorts here on youtube so make sure i mean it's not gonna take off my shorts it, Anyway, the point is we'll be posting uh, videos in our shorts tab here um, on, on YouTube. Uh, so make sure you subscribe, make sure you give us a thumbs up. Uh, Fat Jesus says, uh, you complete us, Monty. You had us at more subs, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Um, you know. Brent Burnett says, uh, hit hit it like the Hulk, please do. Uh, let's see, uh, M- Eminem says, this show makes my day. I can't listen to local sports radio stations. And their silly talk and lack of preparation. 2023 is going to be an even better year for the show. Appreciate that, program. Thank you, Uh, Monty and Jake do a good job keeping keeping it interactive. Thank you, Uh, Luis Capazzo says. Looking forward to some Jack tomorrow. Hell yeah,
1: dude! We'll see you tomorrow, dude. If you're in St. Jeezy,
0: we'll be at Jack in the Box tomorrow. If you are
1: in St. George and you want to meet us, we will be at the Jack in the Box, and I can give you the address if you DM me. Um, We are meeting a couple listeners at the Jack in the Box in St. Jeezy tomorrow. Um. So if you'd like to meet, please DM us. We will tell you the location.
0: San Diego State says I missed a tip about um, this. Oh, there it is right there. There it is right there. Rest in peace, former Aztec stud Ronnie Hillman. Yeah, Ronnie Hillman, oh, no. cancer battle. Did he Did he finally pass away? away? I yeah. heard that he was in hospice. Sad day, dude. Oh, that's brutal. Ronnie Hillman was so young, too. Yeah. I just remember him. Uh, I remember him at... Um, the De- with the Denver Broncos. Yeah. That's where I remember tough, him. Oh, I'm sorry to hear about that. We have had a rough run yeah. to end the year. Yep. My God. Yep. My God. Uh, that's rough. Uh, let's see. Tuned into 1280, the zone for the first time in years yesterday. You guys blow them out of the water. Thanks for the show. Oh, appreciate I appreciate you, I appreciate you, Justin. Giggity. Um, Giggity in the last comment of the year. In the last comment of 2022. Giggity. Apropos that it's going to go to a long time. One of our favorite listeners in Giggity says, hope you guys have a great vacation. Love you, fellas. Appreciate what you do every day.
1: Appreciate you thank too, you man. Thank you very much, man. Thank
0: you. Uh, really appreciate you guys. Everybody that comments on the show, thank you so much. All of our sponsors, obviously, uh, the advocates, trydaytrading.com. You want to give us a tip, please go to TridayTrading.com slash Monty and uh, watch the webinar. That really helps our show. Um, it's free. It's no obligation. Go watch the webinar at TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Uh, thanks to the guys at Barbecue Pit Stop uh, and Logan, Leighton, Lehigh, St. George, and of course, our good friends in Salt Lake City. Uh, thanks to all the people at Quick Quack Car Wash. They're one of our newest sponsors on the show. Thank you. Our guys, uh, obviously, you're going to order all kinds of pizza, uh, so make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Yep. And this show would not be possible without the good folks at The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, your best injury attorneys in the business. You don't pay them until they win your case. Talk to a lawyer online 24-7 at theadvocates.com until 2023. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.